Hello, Overreaction Monday, January 18th. A lot of things to talk about. Let's get to it. Today, we get a chance to talk about the Final Four in this 2020 NFL season. We get a chance to talk about the NFC Championship being set up with two old goats. The old guards of goats are taking each other on in the most old and iconic stadium in our sport. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers travel to Aaron Rodgers, the MVP of the NFL 2020 season, and the Green Bay Packers. Both teams seem to be playing their absolute best at the right time. The only negative on both teams seems to potentially be their special teams. That cancels each other out. How is Tom Brady going to do against that Green Bay Packers defense that got hot? just this weekend. How's Aaron Rodgers going to do against the Tampa Bay Buccaneer defense that did give him problems earlier in the year, but they are both much different teams now than they were in week six. That Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense last night sent Drew Brees off into alleged retirement. Jay Glazer broke that story, not me. Stop fucking tweeting me about it. Jay Glazer <laughs> broke that story. Sent Drew Brees into retirement with like three interceptions, four turnovers altogether. That team's flying around just like they were at one point in the season when we said, hey, listen, although the offense of the Buccaneers is absolutely loaded, the defense is also playing great. That kind of disappeared for a while. Is that team all the way back with Vontae David looking like he runs a 4-2 at the Maybe north of 250 pounds, it looks like. Yeah. Leonard Fournette started playing great. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady go into Green Bay and are going to have a legendary game against an offense that looks to be unguardable. At one point in that Packers-Rams game, it became down to like within seven. It was getting close. Then all the Packers did is exactly what the Chiefs have been known for doing, which is just step on the gas pedal and go ahead and pull away. That Packers offense is something to watch. The defense played great. How are they going to fare in the NFC? Who's going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl? That's going to be a great game. I have no idea which way I'm leaning, but tomorrow we'll talk to one of the quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, for another incredible edition of Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. Then, in the AFC, you kind of got the the young guard of goats, okay? Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, the next two probably. And in this championship weekend, three quarterbacks have pretty much cemented their enshrinement into Canton. Obviously, Tom and Aaron have, but I think Patrick Mahomes at this point probably already going to be a Hall of Famer. And that fourth quarterback, Josh Allen, he'll probably go on to earn that honor as well. The way Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills have been playing is awesome to watch. The Buffalo Bills have a tag team on the offensive side of the ball. Now, no offense, Cole Beasley, who gave us a very terrible interview last week, not because of what he was saying, but because of the sounds around there, but Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs are awesome. Stephon Diggs can go whenever he has to go, and that Buffalo Bills team has been a culture that has been built under Sean McDermott for some time now, but who are you playing? The Big Bad Wolf. Who's the Big Bad Wolf? The team that lost their stud quarterback, half a billion dollar quarterback in the third quarter, and Chad fucking Henny came in (laughs) and got them to win. Andy Reid walked around with massive balls whenever he calls a fourth and one basically to send your team to the AFC Championship with Chad Henney as your quarterback on your own side of the field. What a play call. What a play by Chad Henney in that Chiefs team, just like they have all year. Whenever they need to win, they go ahead and do it. It makes no sense. I have no clue who's going to win this weekend. That's why this week of conversation is going to be fantastic. Big guest today, Ian Rappaport will be joining us. All the inside information happening, not only with the teams playing this upcoming championship weekend, but also all the bullshit cooking around the NFL. You got coaches being hired. News that could have been broken on this show (laughs) and kind of was. But news that could have officially been broken on the show, didn't break on the show, broke over the weekend. Schlegel, Anthony 
Schlegel, one of the Buckeye heroes. <laughs> you see, that's A.J. Hawk up there in the front. That's General Bob Carpenter on the one mm-hmm. side of the Buckeye Heroes box. And then here's Anthony Schlegel. Anthony Schlegel, also the man that rock-bottomed <laughs> old drunk white that was oh, yeah. storming the field at Ohio State. He is now the strength coach for Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Excited to see what's being built down there. Who's getting hired where? Is Deshaun Watson going to end up at the Jets now? Is he going to end up at Miami? Oh, is Deshaun Watson on the move, or is he going to end up having to recon- re- reconcile? Yeah. Reconcile. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Because reconcile is, is yeah. another word as Reconcil- well. Yeah. Right? Reconciliation. Oh, yeah. Okay. That was tough there. Brain was rolling. <laughs> but anyways, are they going to be able to reconcile that situation down there in Houston with Deshaun Watson and Casario and Cal McNair? Everybody's saying no. So he's going to be on the move. He says I was on ten, then I took or on two, then I took it to ten. Wild stuff. Ian Rapport will break that all down. Then we got the Lizard King, Alan Lazard, <laughs> one twenty-five oh. Eastern Standard, joining us. Wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers had a hail of a tud over <laughs> down the middle uh, this past weekend. At Tone Diggs, all AFC North teams have been eliminated. Oh. Once there was three. Now there was none. Man. Your team was the first. The other two got knocked out. Uh, how do you feel about the way the playoffs are sitting, Tone Diggs? Uh, I think they can wrap it up now. Um, over the last month, the Packers have given up 16, 14, 16, and now 18. They figured out on the defensive side and with Rodgers on the offensive side. Packers are your Super Bowl champions. It feels like oh. you're not the only one saying that, by the way. The tide has certainly turned behind the green and yellow, green and yellow. Shout out Tunchi, by the way, with a remix to green and yellow this weekend he put out. By the way, it reminded me, that black and yellow beat is insane. I don't know where, who made it for Wiz back in the day, uh, but if you get a tune, green and yellow come out, and then the team starts playing the way they're playing, the only potential problem could lie in your special teams. This particular weekend seems like that might be a little bit of a chess match there between who can't make the worst play basically between the two but they everybody likes the Packers now feels like everybody yeah. likes the Packers at Boston Connor wearing your New England Patriot gear mm-hmm. proudly mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of stats that go into the conversation when talking about the Patriots with and without Tom Brady of and Belichick with or without Tom Brady but as a man who was a fan for the Patriots for so long has to feel good to get a chance to watch your guy who led you to so much happiness yeah. over your time the guy that ended up walking out amicably obviously yeah, of course, and going somewhere and having success that had to feel good for a new england patriot fan like yourself well i'm just so happy that tom can finally be tom you know <laughs> rob gronk can just finally be gronk on that field but oh, I am yeah a- yeah by the way that was something said last oh, night yeah. during the game gronk said you, they let you be your real self uh-huh. and then bruce arians came out uh, either after the game or something said yeah something that they i guess they didn't let me sometimes i'll just sit back fuck i'll just go ahead tom <laughs> i just go ahead and let tom coach and i don't know if they did that in new england gronk saying he could be himself uh-huh. what the fuck is going on up there dude are they ever going to be able to get another player up there in new england what's going to happen the death star runs a tight ship okay <laughs> when if you're not going to let everyone be themselves at least you got to win and that's what was happening but no everything's crumbling i am in fact rooting for brady even though he did break Whoa. my heart I'm at the point now where it's like, this is greatness. If he goes on to win a seventh Super Bowl, we'll probably never see that again. It's unbelievable. He's very good at the football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, the, the ball was coming out of his hand last night. It was popping. I, I 
whenever he threw that touchdown to Mike Evans on Lattimore where he kind of just like boxed him out or whatever in the Tom threw and then they put the, the replay on it and it was in slow motion. There wasn't even a thought of that ball breaking up. No. Okay. You saw a lot of Drew's balls, right? Breaking up, which Jeez. is what we yeah. listen. He had a great run. All right. He played for hell a long a time. Mm-hmm. He, you know what I mean? Had a hell of a career Threw the ball. Very well. Congrats to him on everything. Ty probably not echoing those sentiments, but hell of a football career. <laughs> well, I mean, but congrats. You, you see sometimes the, his ball would break up, you know, and you see, some other quarterbacks who whenever they throw the ball breaks up but it still gets there Peyton said I threw a lot of wobbly touchdowns or something Mm -hmm. like that like it's okay Tom's ball is still Aaron's ball by the way if you look at it it just absolutely snapping off laser bottom like that thing is coming out much differently than it is on the other side and that's because avocado ice cream oh yeah yeah. (laughs) guy's gonna be able to play forever jogging (laughs) off the field Alex Guerrero's there dapping him up in New Orleans how you doing big hugs I'll wait for you let's go in the locker room Tom Mm -hmm. you know what I mean oh yeah Remember somewhere else he wasn't even allowed in the building. No, no. had to go build another building. See ya. Guerrero's in there high five and hey boys, try this scoop of ice cream. Let's go and keep this going. It, it was nice. It was a hell of a game, but I mean, Big Jim Winston starts. So are we talking about no. the New Orleans Saints and the NFC Championship? It's a copycat league. They say if something works, you're going to see it again. Mm-hmm. Bucks defense coordinator Todd Bowles saw that play. Uh, the Bears tried to run it against the Saints almost successfully, except for old buddy dropping it. Mm-hmm. And Todd Bowles said, "They ain't going to fucking do that to us." <laughs> They did. (laughs) Hey, the Saints said, bring it back, bring it back. We'll do that shit next week. That was because they're probably looking at it on film. And if you watch it, dude's wide open. And normally, whenever everybody's kind of running away from a thing and you run a reverse, right? You're trying to get everybody away. You throw it back to where the first person came from. So everybody kind of just naturally favors going to that field. He was coming the complete opposite way, looking over the opposite shoulder, by the way. I assume that when the Saints saw that place uh, design, now granted, they had it covered okay. If the dude doesn't fall in whims, yes, whims, doesn't drop it. I mean, it's a touchdown. They had a pretty good cover. But I would assume they watched film of it, and they said, oh, shit, this is going to be tough. Good this, this is going to be very <laughs> tough. Play. And then he just busted out. It works. Jameis Winston, by the way, fresh off the bench, yawning potentially uh-huh. on the sideline, uh-huh. fresh off the bench, in there, watching his film. He goes through every – I guess his work ethic, they said, has gone through the roof. I, I would assume whenever his people were coming out and saying that he's going to New Orleans to go to the Harvard of quarterbacks, I would assume he's used this year to get even better. His warm-ups are still wild, but I guess yeah. there's a lot of weird – warm-ups that quarterbacks do. He dropped that thing in a bucket, and then Drew Brees goes on to struggle the next couple series. The Whoa. internet got loud. For oh, yeah. The internet got very loud. Then, obviously, there's that moment where Drew Brees says, hey, this is your team now, or whatever. Uh, that's That was obviously very sentimental that they caught it on camera, too. That's wild. Because mm-hmm. think about how quick that conversation is that they caught that on camera. I wonder how long they were next to each other. Uh, yeah, old Jameis Winston, probably, potentially, leader of the Saints for the next 10 years. The good news is they're only like $90 million over the cap. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have a lot of draft picks. Taysom Hill. You know what I mean? Taysom Hill. Who knows what's going to happen there? I mean, that's that's Jameis' squad now, though. I got a good chuckle because after the touchdown, they showed Jameis on the sideline with the Microsoft Surface Pro looking at what the defense was doing. The receiver was open by 30 yards. There was- <laughs> but he shook his head, too. Just checking. Mm-hmm. He was probably looking at what other plays were. Not just that. Uh, right. A little respect for Jim. Uh, at Ty Schmidt, owner of the Green Bay Packers. Mm. I saw you put out a little bit of a desperation tweet last <laughs> yeah. night. Mm-hmm. But I, I put a satellite on that thing. Yeah, I tried you did. to make it big as possible. Because mm-hmm. I do believe it's great for all of us as a selfish way. But even better for you if you were in Lambeau there for NFC Championship mm-hmm. weekend. Hell yeah. 
Did you get any responses? Are you going to have tickets? Ooh. And how pumped are you that Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have to come to Lambeau and beat your red-hot Packers? Uh, very, very excited about that. Probably would have rather played the Saints, obviously, with uh, Breeze's noodle arm outside in Lambeau. <laughs> it's supposed to be really cold and snowy uh, on Sunday. But, yeah, I mean, I think Rodgers and – and Brady is the matchup that we all wanted. I mean, we haven't, haven't, I haven't got to see. I mean, in the playoffs at least, you know, I've never seen it. I have gotten quite a few responses from people. It sounds like it's going to be very hard to get tickets, but I do think I have a lead, and I think I will be there. Everybody says so many bad things about social media, man. Hey, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of idiots out there abuse social media. Sure, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Make it a bad place. Oh yeah. But if it wasn't for social media. There's no way old Tashmitz in goddamn Lambeau. No, uh-huh. no way at all. No way at all. Mm-mm. Only like 6,500 tickets are going on sale too. I think it's. I mean, it's all season ticket holders. I am not a season ticket holder, mm. so I really needed the stars to align a miracle to happen. Orion's it, belt, bro. Yeah, exactly. Oh. It's, it, Orion's belt. It's not a done deal yet, but I am very confident that I will be there on Sunday. All yeah. right, I have a couple recommendations. Have you been to a game there before? Mm-hmm. Oh, never mind. Well, how long ago? A long time ago. I've never okay. seen Rodgers play there. Okay, so there's a bar there. They're going to tell you Mason Crosby owns it. Mm-hmm. He does not. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> but they got good food. Then across the street, there's like a little kitchen-looking fucking place, right? Mm-hmm. Looks like you're walking into somebody's living room. It's a full sports bar, and there are people blacked out there at 11 a.m. Okay. Okay? I'm excited for that. Right across, that's where the... Um, the uh, butter butter burger butter burger is mm-hmm. and then the cheese uh, cheese curds yeah yeah, yeah oh, right there those. okay mm-hmm. so you got to do that then right across from Lambo there's this big like uh, 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 tubing hill mm-hmm. got to do it got to do it done I mean it's a good time they have a whole touchdown or title town or whatever mm-hmm. it is Ooh, okay. because a lot of people travel in for those games yep so a lot of Green Bay Packers fans don't live in Green Bay yeah especially during the winter I'd assume a lot of them potentially have houses elsewhere mm-hmm. they'll fly in for the games and then there's just like shit to do like it, they they are expecting visitors and they're expecting green the the green bay packers like hall of famer museum is fucking huge it it is like an actual they do it in a very smart if you're out of town going Mm -hmm. there it was very impressive to me i'm like this is a very good idea i was shocked at how many people uh tweeted at me and said they were flying into green bay from somewhere else without tickets like i I don't know uh with covid what is allowed still like if (laughs) because i know you can't tailgate or anything like that so i'll be excited to see what the atmosphere is it will be good Mm -hmm. that was the place i think i forget if it was some hardware store ace, ace maybe ace? Mm-hmm. Yeah. might have been ace hardware we were turning in there because you're driving through just neighborhoods because mm-hmm. it just pops up in the middle of the neighborhood and we turn there's an ace hardware and it was fucking lit i mean <laughs> yeah. people standing ace is the place baby ace is the oh, place. Yeah, nice. standing in there like uh they had like uh overalls on mm-hmm. they were like carhartt overalls super cold over and just fucking or actually they were shirtless because when we played them it was hot out but carhartt's on standing have a good time i'm like that is the best hardware store i've ever seen in my entire life <laughs> it's like green bay special mm-hmm. it's a very special place if you go there i think if you're a packers fan it's obviously great. If you're not a Packers fan, you probably won't enjoy it because everything is curtailed mm-hmm. to True. a Packer fan True. that's traveling into town. Mm-hmm. And if I remember correctly, I may have to make my way up to the Oneida Casino because yeah. it, it is very giving. It is a giving <laughs> tribe. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The Oneidas are a giving tribe, mm-hmm. and I'm very thankful for them. Mm-hmm. Just, just just stay at that Radisson and make it easy on yourself. Good yeah. place to stay. You're by the airport, and the casino's right there. Yeah, because if you have to travel. Now, traveling from, like, I don't want to say village, but like town to town, you're driving through, and the the weather is obviously gets a bit sketchy. Oh yeah, I was in a minivan Uber. Who I'm very thankful that the driver was comfortable because I was not. (laughs) I mean, it was not. It was great, but there is a little bit of a haul out to the Oneida Casino. Mm -hmm. Man, I'm pumped for you going to that game. 
Team looks very good. Aaron just looks so comfortable. No long john underwear on, by the way. He didn't even think it was that cold. Exactly. That, that, when I saw that, I was like, oh, it's not even that cold or whatever. That Rams team, I think we all kind of knew what was going to happen against that Packers squad. What are they going to do going forward? What's McVay oh, going to do? Geez. Is Goff's contract is worse than Wentz, I guess. That was a tweet yesterday. Like, you think Wentz's deal is bad for a trade. Wait till you see what Goff's is. I guess it's like 60-some million, 62-point-something million owed or whatever. I mean, that, that whole team is going to be interesting to watch, too. And he really didn't play that bad. I mean, he was terrible on third down. But, like, if you look at his numbers, like, he, he – I mean, I think that was about as good as he could have played against them. And still, it just – like, that. at no point did it feel like the Packers were in danger of losing that game or, like, not being in control. They were only down seven. But then, you know, Rodgers missed that. It would have been, like, a 92-yard oh, touchdown. Yeah. Mm. Lazard had a, a, a big drop. Like, it never really felt like they were in danger of losing any momentum or actually losing the game. That's the last couple games it feels like yeah and by the way they covered so mm-hmm. of yes, course they did shout out to them you were, yeah you i mean they they could they should have probably won by 30 yeah so yeah. kudos to you thank you <laughs> i feel like i had a pretty good read on that yeah i've been getting a lot of tweets from people about my rough gambling weekend it's whoa like, whoa i don't think so excuse me i did i went three and two if you count my travis kelsey over bet mm-hmm. as soon as i saw him dancing in a showtime cam mm-hmm. well, what about so, the pens saw him dancing in a showtime oh yeah i went uh two and one then i think yeah even though the pens lost i still won and it, they beat the capitals too uh-huh. so i actually got that one right so i'm actually three and one now in my hockey nice. match. Whoa. Fuck you. Oh, three weekend football. Yeah. Huh? people are coming after me as if i'm cold yeah i get it pat's pick did not play out because i gotta get that in like three days in ahead of the game okay mm-hmm. so it, it is great the boosts are great Okay, the boosts are unbelievable. And I still would have played it, by the way. I didn't think the Ravens were going to do what the Ravens did. Two missed kicks and a 101-yard pick six. Oh, and by the way, two missed kicks and that win, by the way. Justin Tucker, don't you worry about it, pal. All right? And there's no way Tucker's still thinking about it because the professional is. You have to move on or whatever. But I, from what the way they were talking and then you saw the pants of the refs going at one point, that looked like an absolute nightmare to kick in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyways, two kicks and a 101-yard pick six. Ravens still cover there is what we're looking for. Uh, but aside from that, I feel like I got a pretty good read on some things. Now, granted, granted, the Chiefs didn't cover. Okay? Wow. Thought mm-hmm. the Chiefs were going to cover. How about the bronze, dude? It was yeah. there. Hey, it was there. What a year. Hey, it was there. Great year. Hey, dog pound. What a Great year. year. Great year. Dog pound. A hell of a year, man. What a run, dude. What a run. First time, what, 24 years you get a win or whatever? This is it. Let's go. This is a good time. Dog pound's going, you know? Oh, yeah. Celebrations Ooh. everywhere. Do you, Jarvis comes on our show. He said, I love to practice. Mm-hmm. Our building loves to practice. Wow. We were mad we couldn't practice when COVID happened. We love practice. They got the culture in there. Get your head coach back. Patrick Mahomes gets tapped out with a nerve thing, mm-hmm. I guess. I guess it wasn't a concussion they're saying or something like Thank that. God. It was a nerve that kind of put his body out. Who knows? Whatever it is, happy he's okay. He was tweeting afterward. Looks scary when a half a billion dollar guy face of the franchise kind of kind of stumbles off there uh whoever this is carrington harrison who does have a check mark a source has told me patrick passed all of his tests last night he didn't actually hit his head there was a nerve in his neck that got tweaked that made him out of it he's getting testing done on his neck nerve today but did clear all tests last night we do not know once again (laughs) 
We do not have a clue who the fuck Carrington Harrison is. No. We appreciate Carrington Harrison's work. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Carrington Harrison's going to clip this. And he's the part that's going to make his people upset is me saying, we don't have a clue who the fuck Carrington Harrison is. <laughs> Carrington Harrison, I appreciate you. Okay. I, I, I want to let you know that. But I'm just saying that I don't know who you are. I'm, re I'm assuming you're a solid source. Mm -hmm. We're assuming you are. Oh, yeah. We're not 100% sure. Basically, allegedly at this point. Yeah, this is us saying like, yo, okay, if this is not accurate, Carrington's the guy. Right, yeah. Anytime you're coming out and you're posting things like this about, you know, the the the, the league's biggest player basically mm -hmm. at this point. I mean, in the 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 future and everything like that, and it's a big deal because he comes out of a divisional round game which they could have very easily lost. Yeah. In saying, you know, it was actually a nerve neck. Thing. Okay, that's great, Carrington. If that's right, which we assume it is, by the way. Mm -hmm. That's good news for the Chiefs. But, man, that thing for the Browns was right there. Oh. oh, my God, it was right there. Now, the fourth and one, nobody, including Tony Romo, obviously thought that they were going to go for mm -hmm. it. Which, by the way, I believe Warren Sharp would say loves that play because he said uh, to us at the end of the quarter when everybody thinks you're just going to let the quarter run out and you're kind of relaxed, that's a good time to take advantage of people. What if Chad Henney, 35 years old, he's on a sharp analysis, and he's like, you know what? Actually, fucking check, check. He's got a point. Let's go. He's got a point. That's unbelievable on that play call. That is unbelievable. And Tyree Kill obviously opened. Chad Henney rolls to his right, throws a seed, by yeah. the way. Absolute perfect ball. He slides in. Game over. But, man, if you're a Browns fan, what a hell of a run. It's going to be great next year. But it was there. Like, this game was there for you. Yeah, I feel, I feel terrible for the Browns fans because if you lose to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, it's like, hey, we gave it our best effort. But then Chad Henney comes in and – and you, and you can't pull that one off. And that's going to hurt all season long. Yeah, but it was a red-hot Chad Henney. It yes. was. How about oh, whenever man. he got out to the oh, left oh, and he started running? And I thought he was going to potentially Elway that uh -huh. thing. I thought he was going, yee, Dolphin. <laughs> yeah. Yee, yee. going to get twisted. Instead, he says, no, I'm low on the shoulder. Too low, though. Too low. He goes and pivots uh -huh. off the elbow right mm -hmm. off the ground. Tough. Now, I still think that was a lot closer. I, I Like, on the review, they were basically saying, like, Hey, by the way, shout out to us. Yeah. Great ad. Great ad. But they were saying, like, um, basically whenever they reviewed it, they said, no, he didn't make it or whatever. I thought that was potentially at a little bit of an angle there. You know, those angles, if it's not exactly uh – -huh. It's interesting. I don't know. Well, and the pylon cam was just a smidge in front of the yeah, actual – It was because the pylon – Yeah, the yeah. It was very What are we doing? I don't know. But Chad Henney gave his all. Probably just earned himself, what, 20 to 30 years on television being an expert in that. <laughs> yeah. uh, he might get yeah. $20 million a year next year. Yeah, he deserves it. What yeah. a play. Save the Chiefs season this year. Fourth and one. What a call. Good for them. Joining us now is a man who had a massive touchdown. Long ball. Grabbed it with his fingertips. Secured it. Scored a touchdown. Celebrated with his friends. Ladies and gentlemen, a man who was undrafted out of Iowa State, spent some time at Jacksonville, then he went on to the Green Bay Packers. This year, had a massive start to the season, got hurt, had surgery, was out, came back, making plays, and I do believe I just watched a video that he put out where they called him the Lizard King. Ladies and gentlemen, Alan Lazar. Yeah! Yeah! yeah. What's going on, man? It's good. Hey, Thanks for having me. Hey, thank you. Lizard King, is that your is that the nickname, the Lizard King? Yep, yep. I've kind of been uh going with that whole thing now. You know, my whole life, my last name Lizard, obviously spelled just like Lizard, just replacing the I with an A. Um so growing up, a lot of people have mispronounced my last name several times, called me Lizard. <laughs> um so I've always kind of had that that name kind of hovering around me growing up and everything, and I think 
as I've obviously grown up and been more in the spotlight, a lot more people have kind of embraced that. And obviously, um, Robert California with the famous famous line in the office kind of just put the put the punch right where it needed to be. <laughs> you know, it's like Geico Gecko. You know, that's the same type of thing. Right. You, have you seen True Detective with the Lizard King? Um, I haven't. No, I haven't. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Don't. Don't watch it. Don't do it. Don't, don't watch it. You good? I'm great. <laughs> hey, you look good over there, man. Where are we? Are we in your room right now? Where are we at? We're in my little loft area. Um, just hanging up out upstairs. Got a nice little, nice little spot in Green Bay. You know, being in Green Bay, um, people obviously complain, saying you know it's not the big city and all that, but rent is very cheap here. <laughs> I mean, a lot of space, which, which I love. So. I, I'm loving living here in Green Bay. I got a nice little loft, my basement's nice set up um, for me to go out there and chill out, hang out with the boys when I need to, and um, just be in my space to be, I, to be the best me. We saw MVS's house, I believe, was massive as well. You guys seem to be having a great time right now. This offense seems to be almost unstoppable at this point. Uh, whenever you guys need to turn it on, you can turn it on. Uh, when you scored your touchdown, obviously, massive moment. But in the offense itself, do you guys feel, and yourself included, like every single play feels like we can make a big play? It feels like every single play could be a massive play, especially with the guy that's throwing the ball. Yeah, yeah, definitely having Aaron Rodgers um, back there kind of running the show helps tremendously. But, you know, really it's the other ten, nine guys on the field as well. You know, I think we have um, very talented top to bottom through our entire roster. Um, offensively, you know, we have a great O-line, great running backs, and obviously Devontae leading our receiving room as well. We feel like we have weapons um, top, top down through the board and everything. So, yeah, like you said, it doesn't matter what play they call. We go out there with the confidence and the belief in ourselves that we're going to score every play. Uh, top two, not two with Devontae. Are you pretty pumped that he is now a part of that national conversation? Absolutely. You know, I think it's really something that's been long overdue. Um, if you really watch his tape and you study receiver um, technique, um, the, the, the intricacies of the game and everything, that's something that he does at an elite level. You know, No one on this planet can stay with him. Um, you know, I think I've, I've said before, his feet should be registered weapons, just like some <laughs> boxers, MMA people have their hands registered weapons. You know, what he does on the football field with his feet is, is, is unbelievable. And that's why he's not too, but he, he's in a home category of himself. So interesting to me because I don't know much about Devontae, I don't think. I've been a fan, obviously, here, and get, hearing his name in the conversation of best wide receiver in the NFL has been very cool, I think, for a lot of Packers fans who've gotten a chance to watch this, and obviously for Devontae. But then they said before the game, he went up to uh, Jalen Ramsey and said, hey, let's give these people what they want or something like that. Like, I love that. Yeah. Like, is that what Devontae's like all the time? Is that the type of – is he a guy that will talk or, or chirp a little bit, or is he just super competitive or whatever? Because I love that even more if that's the case. Yeah, you know, I think that's a really big um, part of who he is and really, you know, a lot oh, of players that. on our team. Um, you look at Aaron as well, super competitive. Um, you know, Devontae goes out there every single day and works his, works his butt off. Um, in practice, it could be routes on air. We're just getting warmed up. You know, he's going out there working as hard as he can trying to be better, trying to improve his game because, you know, you don't you only get so many limited opportunities to to capitalize in the league and in the NFL. So he he knows that. And I think um with his work ethic he's really instilled that within our, our um wide receiver room as well of knowing that you have to go out there and be your best self every single day. Push yourself to the to the meta limit. So that he can go out there and give the fans what he wants and, and he 
for sure. He's been doing it all year and saw that on Saturday as well. That's a fucking awesome quote. <laughs> hey, they want it. Why don't you just give it to them? Why don't you cover me? Though? Like that is that is such a you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like a it's not you're not really taking a shot, but you're definitely there's quite a joust happening right there. Ty, what do you got? Alan, I don't want to say you came out of nowhere because I've been watching you for years, but at what point did things really click for you in the NFL when you knew like you you could be a guy? And uh, how often did you wish that you would have went to Iowa instead of Iowa State? Great question. That's a good follow-up. <laughs> um, never. <laughs> um, I didn't know when you guys had me in the queue waiting to get on the show. You guys um, had my graphic right next to the uh, Hawkeye. Helmet that you have there on your desk. So oh, I didn't know. So nice. Um, trying to take some jabs there. <laughs> the Iowa State obviously is doing a lot better this year and will continue to do so. With that kid, what the hell? He's going. He's going to get poached. He's going to get poached. Yeah. But, uh, mm-hmm. Which um, kind of ties into the beginning part of the question. When I really knew that I could um, play in the NFL and, and be a great player, uh, was when Matt Campbell showed up at Iowa State, and he held me to these really high expectations and standards that, for me, I couldn't see much myself reaching those levels at that time because I didn't have anyone else to compare to, to reflect it to. But um, once I got here to Green Bay, and I had guys like Devontae, um, Aaron Rodgers, David Bakhtiari, uh, Mercedes Lewis, um, just to kind of name a few guys, to, to hold themselves to the high standard every single day, I was easy to attach myself to them and follow their, their lead and role. So it was only, you know, it was kind of, it's been in the works for a long time. I've always believed in myself. Um, I've always had the utmost confidence. But just having guys to validate that to push me and uh, hold me to a high standard um has been in the works for a couple years now had to feel pretty good uh the day that it all kind of worked for you in green bay and say uh man thank god the jaguars cut me (laughs) (laughs) now granted uh, there's no state tax and it's warm down Mm -hmm. there and obviously urban's gonna and all that stuff but it has to feel pretty good to be a part of the offense and the team that you're a part of up there in lambeau you're uh, uh this weekend you're playing in the most iconic stadium at home against tom brady and you're gonna be a massive part of the offense has to be pretty fucking cool now let's talk about something a little bit more serious here uh, you do a juice review. Is that right? I saw a couple. You know, I believe it's on TikTok. I do not do the TikTok. Yeah. But if something makes its way from TikTok into my Twitter timeline, I know that, okay, it is being talked about. If it's if it's <laughs> hopped out of that platform into another platform and then into my timeline, I know it's doing well. I believe you are a very accomplished juice reviewer at this point. Congrats on that. How did we fall into Thank this you. pastime? So it kind of all started um, when I went through my injury. You know, I went through surgery and I was on IR. So my schedule was a lot more wide open. I had a lot more free time. And, you know, one thing with the Green Bay Packers, I think they do an outstanding job with the um, food and um, nutrition that they bring for us and provide for us at the stadium. And they put out a juice every single day. So I started, I've been drinking those juices all year. Just wanted to kind of have some fun with it. Started, you know, making some stories, um, giving my opinion on the juices and everything. And then, um, recently just kind of got put on the TikTok gang and uh, started to put my videos on there and just kind of been running with it since. Okay. Do the people that make the juices know that you're judging it? And have you ever said, this juice stinks? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I have. There's been a few juices with cayenne in it. And that's like my, oh, my little favorite. That's my, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's just not, not for me. Too hot, too spicy. But um, I appreciate all those juices. You know, my, my guy, uh, Big smooth. What's up the smoothies every single day? Um, I got my smoothie right here. So he works with the smoothies and the juices. Um, you know, and Adam does a great job of just 
top to bottom juices food nutrition all that yeah except for the bullshit cayenne pepper ones he puts out there <laughs> save those in the back smooth what do you got connor yeah lizard king i see you got the bucks jersey on are you a big basketball guy and also are you going to try and become a part owner similar to aaron yeah yeah i gotta represent uh represent Giannis and the bucks here um i am a big basketball fan basketball is really my, my first love um you know one of my favorite coaches of all time was my high school basketball coach badry orchid um, so yeah, I've, I've always loved basketball and I've always dreamed about playing in the NBA. You know, fortunately for me, I just ended up in the NFL. Um, yeah. but, you know, hopefully once this, <laughs> this COVID stuff gets yeah. uh, out of the way, I'll be able to attend some games on um, this year or hopefully in the near, near future to be out there. And you know, I just love sports. I love competition. And I think being on, you know, on the court side of the basketball game, especially in the playoff atmosphere, you know, it doesn't really get much better than that as a fan. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there. It is wild, but you got you're a part of the show now too. Now down, whenever you're down there courtside, you know what I mean. You know, a lot of eyes are on you yeah. there. No drinks can be spilled. You know what I mean. You're on TV. Can't get up to piss only at certain times because mm-hmm. if not, you're blocking to something. A lot of pressure down there courtside. I hope you perform well down there. You said you, you your first love was basketball. What you did? You get any offers to play basketball? Did you were you were you pretty good? Yeah, I was decent. Um, I couldn't really shoot very well, so to speak, um, uh, when I was younger. I, my, my, my jumpers improved vastly, um, especially since being in Green Bay. We got a, we have a hoop in our team room, actually, so oh, on our team meeting. So we shoot all the time. But um, in high school, you know, I was just really just um, – I like to call myself a more athletic Russell Westbrook. <laughs> um, I, I couldn't really shoot, but I was just running, running up and down the floor just dunking it. Yeah, I think I had like 46 dunks my junior year. Where are you um, from originally? Des Moines, Iowa. I went to Urbandale High School. So you're just running around Iowa dunking on all the little white kids all through high school? All, all throughout the Midwest, yes, sir. <laughs> oh, he dunked on this guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot of Hawkeye fans I dunked on. <laughs> uh, I love that. You play video games? Um, Honestly, this is probably the first year I stopped playing video games. Look at scoring touchdowns divisional focusing. round. Hey, oh, that's funny how that works. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to trying to figure out this whole life thing, becoming an adult um, and everything. So I've kind of I've sat down the Xbox controller for now. My friends are really pissed. I'm I'm really big into FIFA um, and Call of Duty. So those have been like my, my main two games. But um, as soon as the season's over, I'm picking that controller up and I'm about to just lock myself in our room for probably 48 hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, good luck in there, Lizard King. Um, good luck this weekend, pal. We're all incredibly happy and proud to watch you play, dude. Undrafted guy making big-time plays. It's awesome. Thanks for your time today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate that. Hey, that catch was a hell of a catch, too, by the way. It wasn't just like it was handed to you. I mean, normally Aaron will just drop it right into your hands for you, but you had to make a hell of a play at, like, probably 20 miles an hour. That's a big-time play. Yeah, yeah. It's about time I kind of paid the, paid the dues back to him. Oh, because of the uh... this amazing passes every time. You know, one time I have to go make a play, and I did. That's very nice of you to do that for him, isn't it? Yeah, he's a great guy. <laughs> it feels like your team really likes each other. You talked about the hoop in the team room. Is it a very chill atmosphere over? It feels like if you watch you guys, not just now. Obviously, you're in the final four, so the team. There's a lot of good things to talk about now. Whenever you're in the champ, but for the last, I mean, maybe even the entire season, it felt like you guys were a very tight group. Why is that? You think? Um, I really just think it's the people inside the entire organization, top to bottom. Um, you know, I think Coach Lafleur and, and the staff that he's brought in there as well. I mean, we're really close with our coaches. You know, I think the communication level, relationship level that we have and just um, the type of conversations that we have 
um, in our locker room with our coaches, with our teammates, and just really everyone inside the whole organization. Bring us really closer, and we're able to obviously share this unique bond and this journey together. And you know, we've just really been picking up, piggybacking off the the great year that we've been having. Man, that's awesome! Enjoy the hell out of it. I don't think that happens all the time. Could you tell us what "scary ninja" means? Oh. Scary ninja, I can't. <laughs> oh. uh, Come on, you almost had because I know you can ask the guy tomorrow about it. Yeah, he wouldn't tell us, so I try to ask everybody else. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't try to get me in trouble. I just look at I'm just finally having success, and, and, and now you're trying to put me put me in the dog pile. That is not that is not how I would have blamed it on somebody else. I was saying I was talking to somebody. I already, I already dropped that one pass, man. I already have another one. He's gonna be on my ass all week. Like, come on. Hey, big game this weekend. Good luck, man, ladies and gentlemen. Alan Lazard, thank you. Hey, picking up that FIFA controller day this season over. Mm-hmm. 48 hours. I like what he's doing over there. Yeah, put, put the game down. down. Yeah. Dalt. What's that, dude? Whoa. What do you mean, what? dude? Huh? Oh, Diggs is still – by the way, Diggs, Diggs is proud of the fact that he has been entrenched in battle <laughs> with the Juju Bees <laughs> since last week's situation with Jerry Dulek breaking news. Uh-huh. <laughs> Diggs has well, – because at the end of that video where we said, you know, it is being reported that – Juju wants to leave for a bigger market or whatever. At the end of that video, I asked, like, do Steelers fans want Juju to still be there? And Diggs cuts a promo against younger Steelers fans. <laughs> yeah. And in that promo, he – he. by the way, I was taking shrapnel because of his promo, I think, at one point. Yeah, and also because Bleach Report, what they were saying to me. Mm. So I was taking some shrapnel, even though I just did my due diligence, as did Diggs. But Diggs took a personal shot at the Juju Bees, the actual fan base of Juju. And Diggs, you've been entrenching battle with them literally for days now at this point. So when Lazard said – says, I want to focus on football. I put the games down. For you, that was just like, yeah, here's a clip. Told I'm going to do this on Twitter when I'm back into the beehive, pal. Is that uh, right? It's just the easiest group. It's, at this point, it's really fun. It's because they're just an easy group to rile up, and, and then they send their shots at you, but nothing really land ever. So. Well, the thing oh. About, oh, 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 shots fired. Drunk bees. <laughs> <laughs> they're not landing. That's interesting. Big Ben wants them back. Big oh. Ben said, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll come back. Juju does too. Yeah. Buzz them all big, right back into big the Benedict. Whoa. Whoa. No. Dude, that's your Tony. It's unbelievable. Don't do that. What did, what, did ben, what did Ben Roethlisberger do to you? No, I That never, guy gave up everything he loved to be I better never, at football. Yeah. Yeah. You know I don't say anything bad about Ben. You just did. You just called him Big Benedict. Boy, switch sides. Big shout out to Alan Lazard, by the way. I'm happy he doesn't know who the Lizard King was, by the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank God. Just keep it going, man. Good nickname. He was a cool dude. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Very cool guy. Mm-hmm. Think he's good at FIFA? Everybody loves FIFA that loves video games, huh? Yeah. yeah. I feel like he's Why good. is it? Why is it? Good game? Easy game? If you're really good at it, it's real fun. Yeah. Yeah. But if you suck at it, it's not fun. Are you really good or really terrible? I love that game. I'm oh. a big defense guy. Oh, so you're good at the game. Though. I parked the bus. Well, that's like Ocho, right? Ocho says he'll beat everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's I see like, him lose like five game. times. Okay. How many games has he played? Probably 10. I don't know. We need the denominator. (laughs) We need to talk about (laughs) denominators. We need a denominator. (laughs) I mean, so sorry to interrupt, dude. Like, so, so sorry. Apologies. The conversation was going there. It really was. You know? Mm -hmm. And here we go, interrupting it like this. Got paid bills. What we're interrupting it with is something that matters, though. Oh, yeah. Are you the best version of you that you could possibly be, you think? Definitely not. Does your skin, hair, 
anything else really that revolves around men's health, is it at its highest that it could possibly be? I mean, it could probably be better. And that's the thing about it is there's a company out there that's a men's health brand mm-hmm. that is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Okay, they are unbelievable. And that is Roman. Roman is a men's health brand that makes you and wants you to be the best version of you possible. Your hair fuller, your skin brighter, anything else you have going on, they want to take care of you. And they want to do it in a fashion that is most affordable. But it's not just skin. It's not just hair. It's not just everything like that. It's also whenever you go in and you go to do the lovemaking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The men's health brand wants to be your tag team partner and being the best you in all facets of your life. And did you know that if you are somebody who uh, doesn't have sex for as long as you would like, and we're not saying you go quick. Hey, hey, maybe you just don't go as long as you want to go. Yeah. Maybe your sex life, you want it to go long, long, long time. Mm-hmm. You want to put on a show in there. You need to tag team partner with. Our friends at Roman with the Roman swipes. I love Roman swipes. These things show up at your door in discreet packaging. Nobody knows that you have a tag team partner that's small enough to fit in your back pocket, small enough to fit in your wallet. Nobody will even know that you have it. Then whenever it's time to, you know, do the deed. Mm-hmm. When it's time to. Sling some salami. That's right. <laughs> that's right. You know. Whenever you're out there with your bologna about to really make a sandwich Mm -hmm. and it's time to go, why don't you do it for a long, long time, Ty? You pull out the Roman swipe, okay? You rub it on your tool, Mm -hmm. your baby maker, your magic stick, your dipstick, Mm -hmm. your how's it going, how you doing, keep it moving, pleasure town, here we come stick, Mm -hmm. okay? You rub it on there, it'll dry quickly. It'll not transfer to your partner and it is scientifically proven to make you last longer in bed. Bologna sandwich, extra mayo. Long time making it. We can't thank Roman enough. And right now you can get free two-day shipping on your Roman swipes. Get them in time for Thanksgiving next weekend. Get them in time for the holiday season. Stock up on these things for the winter because I do believe we're getting locked back down. Looks like it. In a lot of places. Mm -hmm. So you know what time it is? Why not just have a little bit of a sex fest? Might as well. Go to GetRoman.com forward slash Pat. Free two-day shipping on these Roman swipes. You will love them, and so will she or he. Have a time of your life behind the closed doors with our friends at Roman Roman Swipes, and also make yourself the best you possible uh, with everything else that the men's health brand has for you. GetRoman.com forward slash Pat. Back to the show. Uh, to join us and talk about all things that we don't know about because we don't have the friends that this guy has. Mm. We don't have the connections that this guy has. This man has broken news immediately after leaving our show. This man has broken news so he could leave our show. The news that he broke after leaving our show, much bigger than the news that he chose to leave our show and break. Mm -hmm. That news was just small, itty-bitty, not really news that he broke. But ladies and gentlemen, this man breaks all the news that you need to know and some that you don't really care for. Ladies and gentlemen, from NFL Network, Ian Rappaport. What's going on, Rapshi? How are you? What's happening? Hey, just hanging. Just hanging. Got championship weekend coming up. You people at the NFL got to be pumped. All the big names are in there. You got the olds in the NFC taking on the youngs in the AFC. Here we go, Rappaport. Big weekend. I mean... It's probably about as good as I possibly could have. Uh, oh. Let me turn this down. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was broken. Screw that up. You got me now? Yeah. There you go. Um, it's probably up. as good as we possibly could have imagined as far as just the quarterback position and the big-time matchups. And, I mean, Tom Brady and the 
NFC title game, which is weird, against Rodgers. And Brady, who did not want to play in the cold, now has to go to the cold to play to get to the Super Bowl. Oh, forgot about That's that. like mm-hmm. the 65th best storyline there, but also interesting. Is he going to be breaking out his scuba suit? <laughs> uh, I also have questions about that. Um, plus, you got, is the Patrick Mahomes going to play? Hopefully, Josh Allen coming out party. We got... I mean, it's going to be awesome. I have a question for you. We just got some news from Carrington Harrison, who uh, mm-hmm. is on Twitter. And we did we did say we don't know who Carrington Harrison is either. It seems like <laughs> yeah. you do not. Wait, I, no, I know who that is. He's a radio something. In, he's a radio producer in Kansas City, right? Here we go. Carrington Harrison. A source has told him Patrick passed all of his tests last night. He didn't actually hit his head. There was a nerve in his neck that got tweaked that made him out of it. He's getting testing done on his neck nerve today, but did clear all tests last night. That was a scary situation. Leg gave out. You saw him a little bit dazed, it looked like. There's your superstar. Are the Browns about to go take on the Bills? Holy hell, that was a big moment. Now they're saying it was a concussion. What do you know about this, Ian? Well, Andy Reid said after the game he passed all of his tests, which I was like, okay, but I don't know what that means because it's not like he cleared the concussion protocol unless they do end up deciding that he was not actually in the concussion protocol, in which case um, Carrington Harrison would be on the money, and I will be happily retweeting his solid scoop right there, which I will be checking as soon as I get off the phone with you. <laughs> oh, did, oh um, did we oh, just? Yeah. Did we just? We just broke news. I mean, to you. Hey, you can't win them all, right? Yep. All right. Hey. Rap sheet source. I mean, got to be a competitor, but you can't win them all. Got to be honest with yourself, you know. Uh, but yeah. that would be. I mean, <laughs> look, you got. <laughs> Who did? You, what? Where did you steal that from? No, no, Ernest. Oh, Ernest. Oh. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, dude. Me and Aaron won a golf tournament against the NBA. Undefeated in that thing. Well, That's right. And also news breaking today <laughs> to the news breakers. Yeah, broke news to the news breakers. That's how it is. But the so he should he should be no problem. Then then we have Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, the future big time AFC rivalry. Hopefully that game's going to be electric, Ian. I mean, it, it is going to be electric, and you know, I. I like Josh Allen and I like what the Bills are building and to see what happened to them last year, which is basically the moment was kind of like too big for them, was honestly frustrating because I think I thought Josh Allen was going in the right direction. And last year, you know, kind of freaked out in the playoffs and you're like, what's going to be the response, right? And all we've seen is him play great. And the Bills, I mean, this time it was defensively, but really in all areas, they played really, really well. Um, I think – he deserves his national coming out party, and I don't know if it's going to come against Mahomes, but like, it's amazing how many people, media people, fans, just like Bills Mafia. I mean, think about what the Bills did yesterday. Lamar Jackson goes out with a concussion. Their fans donate more than $150,000 to Lamar Jackson's charity just because. That's amazing. How could yeah. you not like the Bills Mafia? And if they get to the Super Bowl, I mean – that would be a lot of fun. It really would be a lot of fun. Yeah, we we all agree there. Uh, we are also the big proponents of Bills Mafia. Love everything about them. Uh, when it comes to the Chiefs, everybody's talking. You know, if you're in Cleveland uh, about getting screwed, you know what I mean with the uh, the touchback or touchdown yep. into a touchback. Uh, I assume that this conversation has happened in league circles, whether it's the rules committee or anything like that. Has there ever been a time where they almost changed that rule? Do you think that will ever happen, or do you think that's just the way it is? Don't reach out the football when you're that close if you don't want this to happen. I think it's the way it is. It has been discussed at length. Rich Eisen, my esteemed colleague, hates this rule um, maybe more than he hates anything else. Um, well, he hates Ohio State a lot, too, but – he definitely hates this rule. And 
it has been discussed. I don't believe the league has a better answer. Maybe it'll be discussed again, and I'm going to be asking. But I think their main point is, what's the alternative, right? I mean, to me, it seems just personally, opinion-wise, it seems way too punitive. You fumble on the, you know, going into the end zone, the other team gets it just without recovering. It seems wild to me. On the other hand, don't fumble would be the response to that. Um, I, I, I don't know. I personally don't get it, and I hope they do take a look at it. But you got to know the rules, and you got to know that you cannot be reaching out for the goal line. I mean, every person who's been schooled by Bill Belichick knows that. I covered them for three years. I know that very well. You just can't do it. Yeah, I saw a couple of those tweets last night from players that played within the Patriots organization. It's interesting because they tell you to strain for every yard, but whenever the yard is the most important, don't strain. Put that son of a bitch right back inside yep. and just let's live to see another day mm-hmm. here. Uh, last night, obviously, Bucks Saints. I mean, everybody enjoyed watching. Two greats kind of go at it. Drew Brees obviously uh, did not have his best game. Moments before that game, uh, on the Fox NFL kickoff show, Jay Glazer said, uh, amongst other things, he said that uh, Drew Brees is going to retire. And it, it was kind of in like a, I don't want to say a throwaway comment, but it was kind of like just in a series of events, uh, uh, things that he said. And maybe they were cutting short on time or whatever. But as soon as I heard it, I was like, holy shit, that's the first time I've heard anybody confirm it. I think everybody kind of thought it. was. Is that been confirmed? Has everybody kind of knew yeah. this was potentially going to happen? Or, or how did the whole yeah. Drew Brees retiring story think? You come. I mean, to me, like, you know, this is, I, I think most people sort of have just kind of known. I mean, he's never acknowledged it, but no one's denied it either. Um, I think it's something that's been talked about for the last couple of weeks. And I have not heard one person tell me he's going to be back. I believe the Saints are planning for him to be gone. No, I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just saying they're planning for whoever's going to be next. When I was told they want to bring back Jameis Winston, part of that was like, they're going to need someone to replace Drew Brees. So, um, I think everyone knows he's gone. I mean, you know, I heard the comments too, but it was sort of like he's going to be playing his last game. And I'm like, well, yeah, that makes sense because if they win, they're going to be in Lambo. So um, I, I thought he actually presented it in the right way because I think it's someone most people, something most people know. I would also say that, like, it sucks for Breeze that he goes out this way, but it's impossible to get the fairy tale ending. I mean, there's been so few of them. You know, you had a fairy tale ending, but most people don't get that. I mean, your career ended with a tweet from me. Hard to imagine a better way to go out. <laughs> most people aren't that lucky. Actually, I was thinking about that with Drew Brees last night. My last punt got blocked. Just right, just shoved it right down <laughs> really? my face. Yeah, it was like with a couple minutes left. Who got it? Uh, I don't remember. It was from the left side. That's all I remember. And it was, by the way, I'm jogging on the field knowing this is my last punt. <laughs> so I'm going out there trying to fucking absolutely uh, slam. That ball was slaughtered. <laughs> that thing was still going. And instead, went right into a guy's chest. He was so close. Like, he... He went scot-free. <laughs> and uh, as I came to the sideline, Vinatieri, I think Vinatieri was like, that's how you're going to go out? And I was like, yeah. That <laughs> I ain't going back out for another one. Um, let's talk about some coaching <laughs> hires here. Let's talk about some coaching hires in this uh, whole world. Uh, Dan Campbell. Motor City Dan Campbell yeah. is now the guy up in Detroit. He's not an offense coordinator. He's not a defensive coordinator. He's just a culture standard setter. Is that what he is? He's coming in there. Big ass neck. Okay. He's not scared of nothing. He's going to be tough. He's going to have one of the largest chaws in whenever yeah. he's talking, and he's going to change the entire culture in there. Is that the thought with uh, Chris Spielman hiring this, hiring uh, Campbell to come out to Detroit? 
Yeah, I mean, he's got a really big chin, a really substantial chin. Yeah, he'll eat some too, mm-hmm. I bet. I mean, it's just – Right. I mean, he can Go take ahead. a punch, can deliver a punch, <laughs> has been there as a player. I saw a clip of him wearing a black jersey, which I don't even remember the lines were black jerseys. <laughs> I mean, it's, it seems weird to me, but whatever. Um, it is an interesting hire. Uh, so what I have thought throughout this whole process is the Lions three years ago uh, – this is like ancient history, but – they interviewed Mike Vrabel oh, and then hired Matt Patricia. And I think they wish that they had hired Mike Vrabel. Obviously, Vrabel would have been a good hire, right? Uh, Patricia worked out like he did. So Whoa. maybe this is Jeez. what they think is their new Mike Vrabel. It's just kind of a, a guy to stand up in the middle of the room and, or you know, front of the room and get everyone's attention and set the tone. And he gave a speech. I mean, the Saints obviously lost, but he gave a speech to the Saints this past week that I heard was outstanding as far as just like inspirational and motivational about what the playoffs mean Foxy. like you know that's that's who they wanted to hire as their head coach and Ian, we have a <laughs> lions fan kind of in the room all right and as you were talking there he was literally sitting there just bobbing yep. his head like yeah can't wait for this guy it feels I like i imagine the press conference is going to be awesome yeah Ooh. i hope so He's also said he didn't want to announce uh, the hiring uh, because he wanted to finish it out with his guys over there in uh, mm-hmm. New Orleans. I respect that. That never happens anymore. Doesn't seem. Dan, Motor City Dan is coming in there to change some shit around in Detroit. Uh, let's get to big stories behind the scenes here. Obviously, Deshaun Watson was at a 2. Now he's at a 10. He wants out of there. Everybody's reporting that he, we might have seen his last days as, the, as a member of the Texans. Then there was ideas tossed around uh, that the New York Jets have not only the ability to potentially make a trade with the vast amount of number one overall picks they have, they have the number two this year, then next year they have two number ones, and then I think another two number ones the next year. Uh, first of all, do you think Deshaun Watson's going to be moved out of Houston? How does that happen from a financial standpoint or like an organizational standpoint? And where does he go? Do you, do, is, this, is this a real thing? Because if you think about all you're trying to do in the NFL is find a franchise quarterback. And Rex Ryan said this uh, this morning. He said, this this franchise, all you're trying to do is find a franchise quarterback, and they have to move on from him. That is that how it is right now? Are they talking like this team is just going to have to part ways with Deshaun? They don't have to. Um, they don't have to. They could fix it. Uh, and, you know, we've seen a couple of these in the past where players frustrated, player wants out, and – Everyone kind of knows it, and we all talk about it, and then sometimes they get traded, sometimes they don't. Um, We've done this with Odell, where we all thought he was going to get traded. He didn't. Signed an extension with the Giants, and then got traded. Um, Same thing with Stephon Diggs in Minnesota. There was at least two other dust-ups, sort of media things in Minnesota about Stephon Diggs. Didn't get traded, and then he did get traded. So I don't know if it's a thing. No one in Houston has told me, no reputable Texan source has told me we are open to trading Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson has not asked for a trade. However, what happens, as you would imagine, is teams can read. So they see on the internet when I, you know, let's say I tweet like I did a couple weeks ago, Deshaun Watson is very angry with the organization. They go, oh, wow, I could get Deshaun Watson and they start calling. Did you use any Uh, emojis? Did you use any emojis with that one, like the steam head? No, I didn't. I thought about the, the, the devil one, mm-hmm. like Ooh. the angry kind of devil ear. But 
But then I didn't know if that would people would think I would mean the Texans or Deshaun. Oh, got to pick so a I, I'm a big emoji guy. Like when I break a big contract, I like to do the money bags emoji. That's fun. It's good emoji. Um, I didn't do any emojis here because I don't want people to take my emojis out of context. Smart. Oh. Hey, because emojis can get taken out of context. So what you're saying is nobody knows what the hell's going to happen. Who would be a reputable source within an organization that would talk to you? Just be somebody that has to know what's going on. And how do you deem whether or not that person knows what the hell's going on? It, to me, like, okay, let's say the Texans, right? So the people who decide that the Texans are trading Deshaun Watson are Cal McNair, the owner, Nick Casario, the GM, the head coach who we don't know yet. So – that's really it. Honestly. I mean, that's as far as reputable sources who would tell me we are open to this. That man. is it. Oh, because when you talk about something this high level in an organization, the circle closes. Right. So, like, let's say the Texans had a coach and they had an offensive coordinator and I was really close with them. That would even that would not be a reputable source, because mm. in this when you're talking something that's so high stakes, the OC wouldn't know if Deshaun's getting traded. Mm. These are things handled at the ownership level and the head coach and GM level. Okay. Um, now, I will say this. Teams that have started calling, like, there's not that many teams that could do it because they'd have to have a draft pick high enough where the Texans would want it, right? Miami and so the Jets. Be the the Dolphins, the Jets, the Panthers. It's not a lot of teams. The Panthers? Yeah. Are the Panthers only in there because of the pick selection or because there's actual interest, you think? Oh, you're breaking news. Uh, who is it? Who is it? Who's is somebody uh, trading for Deshaun? Who was it? Uh, not not right now. Um, not right What's now. Oh, breaking news. There's actually somebody texted me that my friend James Palmer he posted a video of Brady and Breeze, yeah. and it's got 10 million views, which is more than anything I've ever tweeted, so I'm really jealous of that. Yeah, but you're not a views getter. You're a newsbreaker. I would assume you have as much impressions, if not more, than James Palmer, but that video was awesome. I it's mean, that, that, that thing was absolutely awesome. The only thing I'm worried about is, I mean, they were do si there with no masks. Oh, no masks. Hey, I was thinking about that. I hate to say it, but I was really – I was like, all right, Breeze, like, I hope you don't get COVID, but you're not playing next week. Like, everyone stay away from Tom Brady, mm -hmm. you know, please. Well, that's going to be impossible. But that was a really wholesome moment. It's like, okay, these two aliens aren't actual aliens. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, there, there, there's a whole situation popping off. That, that was really cool in my eyes. Uh, you guys got anything? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Connor. Uh, Rapshi, because of the drama between Michael Thomas and the Saints this year mm. and because of their cab number, do you see him getting traded or is he going to be on the Saints next year? I would not rule anything out. Uh, I don't think anything is imminent or anything about it right now. He gone. Look, it's not – it was a tough year, I think, for all parties. Now, they came to a point where they were fine by the end. And, I mean, he is an awesome player, but he is – I mean, he is a different dude. He is intense. He is competitive. He is a perfectionist. He is – Wants to win. <laughs> like most freakazoid amazing athletes, he is a different dude. So, I don't know. Um, he gone. I would say, I would say they probably will not trade him. Oh, but I, again, similar to, to to Deshaun, I would imagine teams will go. Okay, maybe they weren't that happy. Let me call and see what's going on. That's what happens a lot. Ty, Ian, uh, what's the deal with Eric Bieniemy? Is he a bad interview? Does it, does he really not do that much in Kansas City? Because it was like a foregone conclusion that he's going to get a job, and now he's going to get passed over again. Like, what's what's going on there? 
Uh, first of all, I'm not sure he's going to get passed over. Uh, he's interviewing with the Texans today, and you know, like he might not get it, but it's a legit interview, and there's legit interest. So I- I'm not going to declare this dead until it's actually dead. You know, as far as his interviews, I've heard a lot of different things. Some people thought it was great. You know, he's interviewed with a lot of teams. Some people thought he was great. Some people were not as impressed, just like all candidates. Um, I know he's gotten a lot of media attention, as he should. He does do a lot in Kansas City. He is integrally involved in the play calling and the game planning and everything. Not that I care if someone's a play caller or not. It doesn't matter. Um, But, I mean, Joe Judge didn't call plays. That's probably going to work out pretty well for the Giants. John Harbaugh didn't call plays. He's doing all right for the Ravens. Like, I don't care about that. They did call plays for special teams, though. Yes, but that special teams don't really I mean, whoa, whoa, whoa. what we're saying whoa. is if you're hiring an offensive guru and they don't I call know. plays, I think that is interesting. It's like Joe but Judge Joe Judge gets the job. You know what, Joe Judge? We think you're an offensive guru because your work yeah. you've done in special teams. Mm-hmm. Like, that. what do you mean? What are you talking about? No, no, I see what you're saying. But they would not be hiring him as an offensive guru. They'd be hiring him as a leader. Got it. And I think there's more of that this year than I can ever remember. Like, Dan Campbell's a great example. Teams want to find leaders, not like Urban. who's the next Adam Gase, who's the best play caller slash offensive mind I could get. Urban you know? Meyer also. That's very valid. You're right. There's a lot of people that are potentially because they want to. Urban, Urban Meyer's not calling plays. That was very interesting to me. Yeah, but the 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 thought of there was that run there where we have to get the offensive guru. We have to get the offensive wizard. Have you ever sat down and watched film alongside Sean McVay? Yep, fucking sign him up. Yep. Like that happened very quickly. There was a couple successes. Not not everybody was. Now organizations are kind of you're seeing the reaction to that where it's like, okay, we don't give a damn if they know anything. Let's get somebody that knows how to build a team. That's good for football, by the way. I think the culture team building people a lot more so than anything else. That kind of gets forgotten about whenever you start judging teams because it's not a Madden rating. It's something very different. Well, I was going to say, like, you've probably, I don't know how many special teams coaches you've had, but, like, how many have you, do you have, did you have a bunch when you were? Three, I think. Four, three. Three, I think. Um, one of my main hills to die on is Great. the same as Bill Belichick, so in a way we're very similar, <laughs> is I don't understand why more people don't interview special teams coaches just because of the leadership ability to connect on all levels. Like, I don't get it. Um, and maybe teams are figuring that out. I don't know. It's. I just think you have to be able to build the team, the the camaraderie of the team. Like, there's been some teams I've been on that have been very good. That if you were to put them on paper and write down everybody's Madden rating against everybody else, not so much. But whenever you have like a we must do this type of thing, it's just a very it's a very different world. What do you got, Dick? Yeah. And speaking with the leadership, is that why the Chargers go with Brandon Staley of the Rams versus like Dayball of the Bills, who Orlovsky said would come in with a young quarterback and do the same thing with Josh Allen. Orlovsky said that he was hired, by the way. Dave yeah. Ball was through the Chargers. Yep. Dan Orlovsky said that. <laughs> See, I, I had never heard that he was – that Dave Ball was going to the Chargers. I mean, I know he <laughs> there. Um, but I, to me, all their focus was on Staley, like, the whole time. They just – I think they just knew that they needed to keep it quiet because other teams were interested. Like, that was their deal was to get him in a second time and make sure he didn't – he didn't fly to Florida to go interview with the Eagles. So that's why there was like all this secrecy because they're like, you know, if you let a guy go, he might not come back, right? Um, I think for them, he's a great defensive coordinator, but they like how he relates to players more than anything. Synthesizes information, relates to players. Like you get guys like Jalen Ramsey being like, this guy is a genius. I swear by him. That is meaningful. Um, And then offensively, like, 
you know, they were good on uh, they were good on offense last year. Like they honestly could keep the same offensive staff and be fine. And I think that's one option. All right, uh, Ian, we appreciate you, man. Do the Eagles do their interviews in Florida? They do. Yeah, okay. obviously. Yeah, you kind of slipped that one in there. <laughs> yeah. All right, he's going up there. Uh, I can't thank you enough for joining us, Ian. You're the best, pal. All right, always a yeah, – I guess a pleasure. Oh, always a pleasure. Yeah. It isn't always for us. I mean, you know, <laughs> no, it's, I mean, it's not either for, for me either. But yeah, yeah, this that, was all right. Yeah, like it, sometimes it's okay, sometimes not so much. Today was a good day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah today was a good was one. Fun. I give it a – All right, bye, guys. All right, see you. <laughs> Hour one, we had wrap-up horror on. Uh, no breaking news from him. No. Great conversation, though. Talked about how he doesn't believe Biennemi is going to get passed by in this particular round of coaching hires because he hasn't been hired in the first couple jobs that have been opened. Obviously, you got Bob Salah going to the New York Jets. You got Urban Meyer going to Jacksonville. You got Motor City Dan Campbell yeah. going up to the Detroit Lions. You also have... Philadelphia Eagles with an opening. Houston Texans with an opening. You also have the Chargers who have just hired Brandon Staley. Former defensive coordinator of the Los Angeles Rams. And the Falcons got Artie Smith. Offense coordinator, Tennessee Titans. I guess his now, it was on Fox. I think it was Michael Strahan said it. Look into Arthur Smith's family. I think his dad might have founded FedEx. He's a CEO of FedEx. Damn. And then something else. His family is uber successful. Oh. Okay, Mike, Michael Strahan basically gave like a uh, an entire promo about how I, I forget if it was Strahan. He said like this guy. Could, I forget how he said it, but basically said this guy could have opted not to work for. He has earned his way through this entire. Comes th- from money, not motivated by it, is what I heard. Yeah, yeah. So that's like the entire thing. Whoa. Very. So Artie wow. Smith. Yeah, it was a very good. Strahan laid it out very well, and I did not know that because I'll tell you what. If my dad founded <laughs> FedEx, that'd be a. I don't think I'd be a fucking football coach. Out. <laughs> I, I don't think I would. So shout out to. Hey, Atlanta, you got a good one. Yeah, yeah. Got a guy who loves football. Yeah. Give some of that money to Matt Ryan. Well, yeah, they better ask FedEx for a bigger sponsorship because <laughs> they are going to have to fund a salary cap that is going to be problematic. Um, in the first hour, we also talked about some other breaking news and potential breaking news and our guy, Carrington Harrison, mm-hmm. uh, who we did not know who it was whenever we read his tweet stating that Patrick Mahomes uh, did not have a concussion. There was no hit to his head. It was actually a nerve in his neck, and he passed all tests, and he should be fine or something like that. Carrington Harrison's inside sources have told him that. Carrington Harrison, uh, then immediately following that, uh, shout out to Carrington Harrison, by the way. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Shout yeah. Out. Shout Thank out. you, Carrington. We do not know who Carrington Harrison is. But we have met him kind of through this process. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think there's a chance we will get to know. I followed Carrington Harrison. Okay. I want to learn more about Carrington Harrison. Here we go. Okay. But whenever he broke that news, and we still don't really know. So if we are wrong, do not toss us back into the juju beast. No. We are reporting what other people are saying. This is a part of our duty to do our research so we know all the buzz that is potentially happening around the hive. We need to know the sizzle around the steak. Mm. That's why you follow a lot of local people and get what the rumors are inside. We did that last year with Jerry fucking Dulac, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Mm-hmm. And we ended up in a goddamn war because Bleacher Report basically grabbed a goddamn microphone and said, hey, Pat McAfee reported this. <laughs> so, no, no, we just tried to do our research here, what everybody's saying. Since then, by the way, Bleacher Report and I, uh, we have uh, shaking hands and moved 
passed away. Oh, okay. okay. Hey, nice. Bleacher Report said they apologized for what had happened was, you see. Did they fix their problems? A little late. They did. They oh, did. really? Let's yeah, because I sent a follow-up. I said, well, excuse, thanks for the apology. I appreciate that. Uh, I appreciate what you guys do. This is good, whatever, you know, because they, 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 I do follow them. They do get a lot of news, but they hadn't deleted the post whenever they sent me that thing. So then I had to send a follow-up like, hey, hey, I, I appreciate what you guys are doing, but are we going to maybe maybe change here? Because yeah, yeah. social media, you can edit on this particular platform, mm-hmm. and they did, by the way, follow-up. Let's go. So shout out to BR Gridiron. Shout I appreciate you. But anyways, you put us in the middle of a goddamn war. Couldn't have Carrington Harrison uh, do the same thing to us. But Carrington Harrison, I believe he's in Kansas City. Uh, I, I do believe. So, mm-hmm. hey, he might have some real inside scoop yeah, there. Hey. But then Lindsey Jones is reporting Andy Reid confirms that Patrick Mahomes is in the protocol, says he otherwise doesn't have injury updates. So if he's in the protocol, is that the concussion protocol? Which protocol are we talking about? Is Patrick Mahomes playing this weekend? Mm. Is the concussion? Because mm. the concussion protocol, right? Sometimes that takes some people some things. He was wobbly. Yeah, I mean, he was a bit wobbly. Couldn't even get back to his corner there. Yeah. Very scary sight. Okay, we're happy to hear he's okay but if it's a neck nerve thing or if it's a concussion thing i think those are two different uh estimate estimates on whether or not he's gonna be playing in orchard park this weekend against josh allen andy reed confirms that patrick mahomes is in the protocol says he otherwise doesn't have injury updates tweets at by lindsey h jones lindsey jones uh senior writer for the athletic andy reed with a mike tomlin-esque filibuster to start his monday media session impressive really andy reed is asked by adam Tiker, when did fourth and one become a throwing down? Reed, I want the BYU every down is a throwing down. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> a lot of Hail Marys over there, they said. <laughs> What's so funny, Dix? I didn't know if that's how it worked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're talking about... <laughs> Anyways, hmm. awesome by him. Mm-hmm. Who knows what's going to happen with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Woo! Let's have a weekend. Uh, there was a lot of things to overreact to in the divisional round, and the country did on Twitter this morning. Hashtag Pat, I don't want to overreact, but was trending in the United States. We appreciate you. Uh, let's get to our favorite segment every single Monday. Pat, I don't want to overreact, but... By the way... You should have seen the project manager put that one together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. You know what I mean? It was good. Impressive. I can't believe it got done in yeah, time. That's what I'm saying. Let's get some overreactions. Uh, this is from, uh, geez. Sorry. Zito's poll. Was that, how is Zito's poll doing? Do you want to go back to it? How, how is Zito's? What's going on? Here we go. Hey, Packers are still in the lead. <laughs> hey, Zito's hey, poll. Hey, here we go. go. Hey, look, All right, let's get some overreaction. This is from Rara underscore Go Hawks. Uh, is Aaron Donald really a human? He got emotional. Hashtag Pat, I don't overreact, but that was awesome to see. Yeah. That was very awesome to see. I mean, he almost got a fight there early, mm-hmm. grabbed the face mask, said, hey, this, and, this is going to be a long day for you. And the guy said, no, it's going to be a long day for you, actually. The three interior linemen for the Green Bay Packers strengthened their offensive line. They held Aaron Donald in check. It felt like Aaron Rodgers had all the time in the world that he wanted. Aaron Donald is an absolute specimen of a football player. By a lot of people's accounts, I have not watched enough film or give out this award best football player on the field uh whenever he plays football gonna be a hall of famer legendary guy probably top one d lineman in the conversation whenever he's all said and done he's unbelievable the fucking packers 
because of the cartilage, I'd assume that that held him back uh, a good bit. And Jay Glazer laid out a uh, a shoulder pad he was wearing to protect it a little bit. I would assume that does affect the explosivity, though, with a rib problem. But watching him get emotional at the end, like that's the type of dude you want on your team, right? You want somebody that cares. Yes. Jarvis Landry last week was like, I want to practice. Like that's what I want to do here. In uh, somebody that gets emotional whenever it's a professional sport, what a, an absolute legendary of a, a, a career thus far. And what a human, dude. He's been just eating weights in his basement mm-hmm. in Penn Hills, which is the East Hills of Pittsburgh, since he's probably four years old. Just I, give me that. <laughs> give me that. He crushes people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then now, by the way, the Rams offseason. Hell of a season, by the way, Rams. Another one. Uh, now it's Instagram Aaron Donald time. Oh, yeah. here we go. <laughs> and it is. Break out the knots. Yeah, get ready. One of, one of the greatest humans ever uh, ever created athletically is now going to put on a show on Instagram. Get a chance for that. I, I did appreciate that he pulled that dude's face mask as close as he possibly could to him F- to make sure he heard him, what hey, he was going to try to say. Let me fucking talk to you. <laughs> hear me? I want to give you COVID if I got it. That's how fucking close I want to get to you right now. He did not let it go, by the no. way. Oh, no. Knew there was going to be a penalty, and it was just <laughs> like, I do not care at this particular time. Let's get to the next one. Uh, this is from uh, Rick without the. Hmm. No, Rick without the E. So oh. Rice. Oh. Is this guy Rice? I think so. At R-I-C without the E. So this is Rice. Rice. Yeah. This guy's mm-hmm. name's Rice. What up, Rice? Hashtag Pat. I don't want to overreact, but Allen versus Mahomes is going to be a matchup we look forward to every single year. The AFC. You know, back in the day when Peyton and Tom, I remember beginning of my career, I got on the tail end of the winningest decade in NFL history with the Indianapolis Colts, which was Peyton Manning and the boys. Uh, we went up to New England, or New England came to us every single year. The NFL was like, here we go. This game's going to happen. This game's going to happen. I can't wait to see these guys go after it. I mean, two very talented young guys that look like their peak is nowhere near. Mm-hmm. Do you think, I mean, with the, what we saw from Lamar and Baker, is there really any other teams that can push this? Like, it really does feel like these guys are going to go to the AFC Championship for the next, like, 10, 15 years. You, you need to watch your mouth. What do you mean? You need to watch your mouth. What you just said about the Pittsburgh Steelers right there. <laughs> what you just said about the New York Jets with Deshaun Watson Ooh, and quarterback. Oh, well, I think the first shot was at Lamar and Baker for what we saw this weekend. Yeah, you, you did kind of say there's no chance they're going to win one. There's a lot of people tweeting that type of stuff. Kind of. I mean. But what if they do? Then you don't know. Yeah, but what if the Colts get Stafford? Th- then oh, we need to, hey, then hold the phone. Hold the phone. What if that Stafford, this is what the AFC will have. Stafford, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, uh, Trent or Trevor Lawrence, uh-huh. Joey Burrow. Uh, Wentz in Pittsburgh. Uh, all right. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's going to happen, Carson Wentz. But going the AFC is going to have a lot of those, by the way. There's a lot in the NFC. I don't know if the younger quarterbacks have hit as hard. And in the in Miami, who knows who's going to be down? In Miami. Mm-hmm. I mean, the AFC is going to have a pretty stacked bunch of quarterbacks for a good bit here. But I do like Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes getting after it. Let's get to the next one here. Uh, it's from Tone Diggs. A guy on the internet. He's a cameraman, it looks like. <laughs> Hashtag fat. I don't overreact. But Browns and Ravens got 0% chance of winning a Super Bowl if Baker and Lamar are their quarterbacks. What were you just referring to there? Yeah. I believe that was Whoa. the first shot that you took. I mean, I'm just using my eyes. Just what it looks like. They were like, oh, well, what's the Steelers' chance with Big Ben? Yeah, always got one year left. The Browns and Ravens are going to give these guys contracts for the next five years. So <laughs> good luck with that. The, the interesting thing is Baker – Took that team to the playoffs for the first time in, what, 18 years or 19 years? Stefanski did good, yeah. Long time. Oh, you're saying Stefanski, but then Alex Van Pelt took the boys into Pittsburgh and got a win over the Pittsburgh Steelers who at one point were undefeated in the playoffs. It's very interesting because Baker, 
I have no at the beginning of the year, we said this is a prove it year for Baker. Baker's gonna have to play very well, or the new general manager, Andrew Barry, and the new coach are gonna be forced to be like, okay, is this what we wanna attach our buggy to here for the next time? Or do we wanna move on? At the beginning of the season, it was like, oh, I'll probably move on. But how the Browns have played here at the end, and now they get on a run, and they sh- they could have beat the Chiefs last night. I mean, Chad any Man. fucking nightmare or whatever he gets on a football field. But, I mean, they're probably going to stick with Baker. You're probably 100% right. What will Baker become in the Stefanski offense? How will they continue to grow? Remember, they get OBJ back next year yeah. again. I mean, maybe he'll be a problem for you guys. And with Lamar, it's just you're banking on Lamar balling out. You know, like, And, by the way, Lamar get hot. I mean, everybody's seen it. And maybe he goes on an entire run through the Super Bowl. But you need a guy that can sit back and have a – if you're having a completely off day, the offensive coordinator can draw up some shit to make you be great. For instance, if Lamar is having an off day, it's not like old Roman over there can drop a play that's like, okay, this is going to make Lamar be good. There's like screens and outs and, and throws that in, in designs. That's why whenever you see Andy Reid with that offense, guys are wide open in that mm-hmm. offense the way they draw things up. It's like there's a lot of things that you need a guy, I think, that can be an assassin throwing the ball. Can Lamar Jackson make the jump that Josh Allen made? throwing the ball from year after year over the last couple of years in the pocket being a passer. I mean, that's still TBD if he can. And by the way, become that elite passer like he is. I think he's still a good passer, by the way, but become like an elite passer. That probably takes him to the next oh, step. Yeah. But everybody's assuming he won't be able to do that or won't do that. I wonder why everybody's assuming that. I just, I just assume because they haven't seen it yet. But I do think Baker for sure has earned getting the fifth year picked up by, for the Browns. What so, about Lamar? You think- well, they were talking about contract extension this weekend, I saw reports. Oh, so they're going big on Lamar? Oh, yeah. Seems like it. Okay. He's the here. word they used was, it was interesting, they used the words like this, fair for both sides. Ooh. What the fuck is that? <laughs> you know what? This could be fair for both sides. <laughs> not half a that's, By the way, that's the team setting the standard yeah. of like, hey, when you hear this number, it's not going to be what everybody else is, but we think it's fair. <laughs> yeah. So can you report that? Does it have anything to do with Greg Roman, too? I mean, like, Lamar is, is better than Colin Kaepernick, but, like, after three years, you know, like, in his offense, like, they just never adapted. It was just the same thing, and eventually defense has caught up to it. I have no idea what's going to happen over there. It's so interesting because, I mean, this morning, Greeny said that the difference between Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen is Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. So if, if, if you switch Hollywood Brown and Stephon Diggs on those teams, which team probably wins there, you think? You know, that's a very that would be the way you would question that whole thing. I still think Josh Allen has taken a step in the pass game that people should have to respect at this point. He can he can sling that thing. So can yeah. Lamar though. But I think if Lamar takes that jump where he becomes like an elite passer, then it's gonna be a problem for everybody. Oh, yeah. But will he? I don't know. And I don't know what drills you do, by the way. I have no idea what he he got Josh yeah. Allen got attached to what? A bunch of uh-huh. uh, like Houston Astros fucking oh, yeah. sensor things. <laughs> yeah. And then they like timed him up like he was a golf club and then he timed everything up. He's gotten immensely better in that whole process. If Everybody they, does though, by the way. If they add like an Allen Robinson or a Chris Godwin, does that like I guess switching digs and hey, Brown. T.Y. Hilton's out there too. There's gonna be a lot of players that potentially make oh, plays. Yeah, now, I don't know where T.Y. is gonna go. Uh, hopefully he stays at the Colts because the Colts I mean, Pittman Jr., I guess, is here, and Jack Doyle. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go and do that. <laughs> but it is interesting. The wide receiver market's good this offseason. Yeah. Quarterbacks are going to be on the move. Hey, maybe the offseason won't be too too bad. Feels like there's going to be a lot of drama. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be able to cook up. Now we do know <laughs> that he likes going to all that bullshit. Let's get to the next one, Foxy. Uh, this is from Nick Moraldo. A lot of folks complain about what's fair 
and what's deserved. I'll tell you what's not fair and what's not deserved. If the Bills and Bills Mafia finally make it back to the Super Bowl again and Tom Brady's there <laughs> waiting for him, the big bad wolf of Foxborough goes and meets him at his home now, Tampa Bay, mm. that would be a damn shame. But I don't think Bills Mafia's worried about that. They're a team now that they weren't back then. Judging from the responses to that tweet, no, they're not, they sounds like they won another crack at Tom. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Shot at the champ. Oh, yeah? Is that what they're saying? They break the curse, yeah. Is that what they're saying? I think so. You think Tom Brady, uh, after he played catch with uh, Drew's kid and everything? Oh, best ball he's ever seen. Hey, by the way, good ball. <laughs> Great ball. <laughs> a lot of pressure on that ball, you know, because yeah. it's a small football, so it's not as easy to throw. Yeah. Obviously, Tom Brady, though, figured it out. <laughs> Naturally. I mean, he, he dropped an average. True can't throw Imagine that Imagine if that thing's yards. a little bit of a duck or uh, kind of a miss. It might be his last year. If, That's if Tom that's Brady, dude. Hey, just – no, I'm not saying that. Oh, no, I just retired your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Cody, you're welcome. See you later, nerd. Your dad's going to be around a lot more. <laughs> you're welcome. Uncle Tom. <laughs> See you later. Was that dumb baby from Super Bowl that caught that ball? I would assume, yeah. Uh, the daughter seems to be the most athletic. She was beating the shit out of somebody in that video. Oh, yeah. in WWE. That was an awesome video. She's walking on her hands. That was absolutely awesome to see that, you know? That was really, really mm-hmm. cool to watch. Yeah. I hope everybody didn't get COVID, though. True. True. Mm-hmm. Stay safe. What's the next one? Uh, this is from Scotty Doesn't K. Okay. Scotty Saneville from the 514. What's the 514 area code? Anybody know it off the top of their head? Mm. Nope. Nope. Okay. Hashtag Pat, I don't overreact, but the Bucks linebacker squad are bringing back old school linebackers. Big ass fridges with hands. Hashtag let's go. That Buccaneer linebacker squad last night was Boom. Same with Leonard Fournette, by the way. I, I feel like that. Ronald Jones. I mean, I feel like that team is taking it up the next level. I talked about this, and somebody had mentioned it to me while we were back there. But I've always talked about my rookie year. I, I played college at West Virginia. We were good. We were very good. We were a very fast team. Uh, we won a lot of games. And then you get to the NFL, and it's preseason football. You're like, wow. Seems like everybody's really fast here because you're taking like mostly the fastest guys from every team in college. You're going in the NFL, and this is preseason. I was watching everybody. Then we got to the regular season, and it was happening at such a pace where I was like, holy shit, people were flying around trying to kill each other. Like it was the speed level. Then the playoffs it got picked up. Then the Super Bowl got picked up even more because guys are playing as if, like, hey, I got like two, three months afterwards. I'm probably going to be on a beach anyways if we lose. I can go ahead and almost pop my hammy like Ronald Jones did yeah. as I, while he was running out there guys just whenever they say you know do or die i'm not everybody obviously and we've seen guys maybe not give max effort but a large majority of guys are turning it all in the speed that the bucks were playing at last night was awesome to watch i mean it was very cool and that that what what was he coming out of college 260 ran a 47 46 what was he vante he was 260 pounds or something yeah. like that. Him and White together. 4-4 four, four he ran. Yeah, Devin, four, four. Devin White ran. Devin White, yeah. He, he ran a 4-4, four, four, I think. I think he ran a 4-4 four, four or mm-hmm. something like that. They are flying down there. It was awesome to see, dude. And by the way, that was the story with the uh, the Bucks playing the Saints is Bucks uh, turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and flip that thing completely. New Orleans turns the ball over. Lose the game. Yep. It's easy as that. Um, uh, Tom Brady just put out a site video. Picked 50 Cent song that goes like, Feels like my flow's been hot for so long. People think I fell off, you're so wrong. Patiently waiting. Yeah, such a cryptic little savage line there. Tom Brady Mm -hmm. picked it. 
Good for him. Going in a Lambo. Going to be cold. Get your long johns. Is there anything to uh, combat that other than just experience? Like when they always talk about, like, well, Rogers, like the game's so slow for him now. Like, is that is that all it is? It's just the more assume. the more you've played and the the slower things get. Yeah, you just kind of get used to everything, right? Like for instance, uh, in the Oculus Arena, mm-hmm. I'm playing ping pong. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And I've gotten to a score, I think, where I've potentially caught in the eye of the other people that are up in a high score thing. Uh-huh. And I'll tell you what, the game has not slowed down for me up there. <laughs> but at some point, hopefully the game will slow down up mm-hmm. there. First trip to the playoffs. I think it's going to take some years to get there because, God damn it, I've run into some buzzsaws at ping pong. <laughs> I have. I, and then, every, by the way, I'll play somebody because you can just – you see, you'll be in like a lobby almost. You see somebody's name, their score, which isn't as easy to figure out where they're at. And then you can send them a challenge or whatever. You just send them a challenge and then they okay it. Then it connects it and you're playing against each other. You have no idea what's on the other side of it. Okay? You, have, you have no fucking idea. It's a cat head. All right. It's a paddle. And then it's an Oculus handle. That's all you see. And then you're at the, and you look to the left. There's the Alps there. Okay. It's Ooh, very nice. Or you're in nice an Alps. arena where you're playing, okay. depending upon who it is. And then all of a sudden, you have to judge off like the first serve what you're fucking in for. And every once in a while, you have like the, like the idiots. <laughs> uh-huh. like, all right, okay, this is going to be a waste of time here. Even though you're trying to learn, I appreciate this, everything like that. And then every once in a while, you'll get a goddamn guy that isn't talking much. He's already has it set to ranked as soon as you get in there, which means we're playing for real. This isn't an unranked game. This is a real one. And then the serve, he throws that thing up, and then you're just waiting for that thing to fall. You're like, what's coming? What's coming? And then all of a sudden, it's just whoo and it's just like, oh, fuck, oh, he's already by me, you know? But I would assume as time goes on here, those serves will start to slow down. Mm-hmm. I'll be sitting on those things. See the ball. And whenever I see the score, I have to realize that, you know, when you watch the videos of the very high, high-end ping pong players, they're off the table. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. That's what I need to do whenever I see that. I need, yeah. to, I need to get Val off the couch. I need to move the couch. <laughs> I need a bigger guardian area here. I'm playing against fucking Sun C this, this weekend. S-U-N-S-Y-I. I'll tell you what. I should not have accepted that game. <laughs> Good to know. I hit it, and Sam, you know, is sitting at the table or whatever. And uh, the amount of ranked wins they had was like a thousand, or like maybe thirteen hundred. Good God! Wins. Okay, so they've been around a yeah, long yeah. time. In the name and the, the proximity was low, so it meant they were somewhere. I was like, all right, here we go. We click in there. I go, I should not have accepted this game. <laughs> and as soon as the the thing started, they gave a wave, and that serve came. I was just like. I, I got to remember not to fucking do this. <laughs> Middle of the game, they're up 6 nothing. I'm like, Sam, this is not. And obviously, she starts talking shit to oh, me now. Geez. Right? So this person not even talking. And probably, I don't know, who knows? Maybe Japan beating yeah. the fuck out of me. Mm-hmm. Then a verbal assault from my wife is happening. <laughs> then I just take the fucking thing off, put the paddles down, and just fucking walk it off. Good day. <laughs> That's the Oculus. I need to stay out of there because I've been enjoying this thing. It is not fun up there at the top. I played against a couple of the boys, though, this weekend. Really? Gumpy got into the Oculus <laughs> oh, Arena. How'd it go? I heard he's pretty good. <laughs> a tough match. Tough match. Just get warmed up. Gumpy's not bad. He almost broke a wall that he painted at Nick's house. <laughs> I mean, it was one of those things. <laughs> Going hard, at least. Feels like that Packers team is at a place mm-hmm. that everybody has to be pumped about if you're associated with that Packers organization. Joining us now is a man who could have broke some news, chose not to. Mm. Instead, this morning, put out a tweet of confirmation about the hiring that Urban Meyer made as the strength coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Also a man who watched diligently this past weekend during the divisional round so that he could have a great, astute conversation about football. Ladies and gentlemen, college football champion and Super Bowl champion, A.J. Hawk. Yeah! How's it going, AJ? It's going pretty well. How are you? 
You know, not too shabby. Lizard was a good conversation. I was pumped about. Ian Rappaport didn't really break much news, but he was a good conversation. And the divisional round was awesome. I thought we had a lot of really good football. How are you doing, AJ? Oh, I'm doing well. I heard uh, most of the Rappaport interview. That was good. A lot of interesting stuff, especially with the coaching hires. Yeah, and then also he kind of said that he's getting direct information from owners and GMs, right? And Because I asked him, I said, who, you know, who would be getting that information? He said, well, in that situation, it's the owner and the GM or whatever. And I'm like, because I also asked in other situations like this, who would be giving you information that you would say is good, reliable information? And then when he said that, I was like, did he hear me say in other situations like this? Or is that who's talking to these guys? Do these guys just have billionaires texting them about what's breaking in their whole entire organization that's very fascinating to me and they'll never give up their sources but i would like to know like the range of who the fuck is it can i can i owners or is it like assistant coaches you know what i mean aj i want to know who it is all the time well i mean there's definitely assistant coaches that talk to the media a lot and there's there's people in front offices that aren't the gm that are below them there's a lot of people that work for a team so there's so many different people that can be sources but he's right like a uh assistant coaches aren't going to know if they're going to try to trade Deshaun Watson or like they may they probably know what we know like they don't really tell them because we know how paranoid owners GMs coaches everybody are they don't want to tell anybody what they're going to do how'd you find out about Schlegel to the uh strength coach position in Jacksonville uh after he flew down there and, and I think interviewed or got his contract dialed in that's when I found out about it when was that what was it yesterday I think uh, uh, oh yeah yeah sure yeah. dude yeah I saw rumblings. <laughs> you could have been. You could have dipped your toes into the news-breaking pond. You could have been the guy. That's not really my. Th- that's not really. I know, thing. but it's kind of. You know, every once in a while, you just fucking see the pool, and you're like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> and then you kind of like get to shore, and you're like, all right, I'm, I'm cool with that. You know what I mean? Just thought you were gonna jump on in. Thought it was gonna happen. How pumped are you though for him? Is this something he wanted to do? Was he a strength coach somewhere else? I know he had the incredible show alongside General Bob Carpenter in the mornings in Columbus, which we do listen to over mm-hmm. here. But what is, what is, what was he doing? And how pumped are you? Is he gonna be perfect for this job? Yeah, he's going to be awesome, man. Anyone that's been around Schlegs, like, he's the most positive, upbeat, hardcore, savage guy there is. And he, uh, he wasn't looking for this job. No, I think Urban reached out to him when it looked like he was going to make the jump. And I think he told Schlegs, like, hey, I want you to be, be my guy. And Schlegs, is, he was a strength coach at Ohio State. He was an assistant strength coach in that picture they show of him jacking that dude. He was an assistant under Urban then. Rock then he bottom. got out and just left on his own and started his own thing. He's selling this thing called The Difference. He's making it. He's hustling all over the country. And then this opportunity came up, and I think he thought about it for a while, and bam, he's going down there. What is The Difference? Is that a pre-workout, dude? No, it's like like this striking tool that he sells to weight rooms all around high school, college, and the NFL. A lot of places have it. What is it? It's like a little mini sled. Like, you know the sleds out there that you hit for like... Yeah. It's like a mini one that you put up in weight rooms. Like he has them all over weight rooms all over the country. Oh, so he's become like a bazillionaire with the entrepreneur. I'll just create a thing now. I'll go down to Jacksonville, become a strength coach in the NFL, maybe win a Super Bowl or something like that, and just have good for, good for Coach Schleicher. Yeah. Buckeye hero. Yeah. Now let's see who else Urban hires. Has he hired anybody else on that staff? It's interesting because Urban Meyer was asked about it in his press conference, and he talked about how he doesn't want to take – 
a lot of people from Ohio State. He he said he didn't know if he ended it with some humility. He said, to be honest, I'm not sure if anybody would want to come. Anyways, it is Ohio State. But then he talks about how sound the structure of Ohio State coaching is and how maybe one guy will come or something like that. I mean, there's been a lot of names that have been floated out there. I'm intrigued by it all. Like, does he hire like for instance, Schlegel was never an NFL strength coach before, right? I mean, Urban Meyer was never an NFL head coach. This guy was never an NFL strength coach. It's like, uh, we can figure it out, right? <laughs> he's just trying to find, I think, like the best people he's encountered potentially and be like, we can figure this out. And I, I kind of like it, by the way, because there's a lot of new names in the hiring circles that doesn't normally happen. Oh, yeah. And like when you think about Urban knows, like my offensive coordinator and my defensive coordinator are very, very important. I'm jumping into this NFL thing with no experience. So that's going to be the most interesting. Who those, who those coordinators become and then what like Urban – like what's Urban's responsibilities on game day? What's he going to do? Is he going to try to call plays? I doubt it. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be cool to see how it plays out. I'll tell you what, being a head coach that doesn't call plays would be pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Just come on. No headset. <laughs> come on. Let's go. We fucking run now. It's like Nagy, that one game that he passed it on. He was just oh, on the sideline. Come on. Step it up. That'd be awesome. What do you got, Nick? Schefter said they're interviewing Raheem Morris for the D.C. Okay, he was just a head coach down there. I would assume uh, his defense, that he started playing better, right? Whenever he got in there, they started mm-hmm. winning some games. Oh, yeah. I'll be intrigued to see how all these coaching staffs kind of fold up. Dan Orlovsky is saying that he loves the crew that uh, Bob Sala is putting together up there in New York. Jeremy Fowler has tweeted out that multiple sources connected to Eagles coaching search believe Patriots offense coordinator Josh McDaniels is a prime candidate for the head coaching job. Bucks defensive coordinator Todd Bowles interviews this afternoon and has some internal support. Chiefs offense coordinator Eric Bieniemy does not have interview planned. Stay tuned. Okay, so the last tweet was just to, you know, you know, just go ahead and uh, <laughs> throw it up. By the way, if you were wondering, um, so Josh McDaniel was allegedly met for like four hours or something like that, or six hours or something. Yeah. Those head coaching interviews, I've been told, in GM interviews, I've been told those things go 10, 12 hours. I mean, Coach McCarthy, what, he spent the night at Jerry's house or whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. I've heard they go a long, long time, which, by the way, they should, right, when you're handing over a billion-dollar operation or a billion-dollar product, you should know everything about them. But I would assume over the Zooms, things are a little bit different. Uh, if Josh McDaniels leaves Bill Belichick, and now if what Rob Gronkowski told the commentators about how he's allowed to be him re- his real self in Tampa and Bruce Arians, what he said about Tom Brady, uh, you know, maybe in New England uh, they didn't let him do what I'm letting him do, or sometimes I'll just sit back and say, fuck it, you coach, Tom. <laughs> uh, if, if Josh McDaniels wants out of there, why didn't he take the Indianapolis Colts head coaching job, right? Mm-hmm. And if he wanted to go anywhere, why I sh- I'm sure he could go wherever. Why would he go to Philadelphia where – all the rumors are that you're just going to be told what to do by Howie and Jeff Lurie. Like, how is that going to work? I wonder if all we're hearing about the hands-on with Peterson is just a specific to Peterson type case, or I I don't know. It's very interesting how this is all going to kind of unfold. Well, it could be, especially with McDaniels. Like he, we know he's not scared. What you you always say, he turned the jet around. He fucking did. And and the press conference was already scheduled. Somebody, somebody earlier said that the deal wasn't done or whatever. Deal was done, dude. I I was, I was dressed. I was getting dressed up for the fucking press conference. Ballard said the rivalry's back on after it because of that. Yeah, turn the plane around, dude. (laughs) Well, but don't you think he knows like the leverage he has? So I would imagine if he's interviewing for that long with Philly. 
he's probably interviewing them as much as they're interviewing him. Like, all right, is this the, is this the gig that I want to take the leap and leave the Patriots for? And I don't know, man. It doesn't. It looks like an uphill battle right now. But hey, if you can win in Philly, it's a heck of a place to be. And you keep Urban. You know, if you keep Urban in mind with Khan, right? Allegedly, they were talking for hours on boats, and mm-hmm. there's been a long conversation where everybody's talking about Urban was basically talking to Shot about how things, you know, if he was to come, what it would go like, or expectations and all that. And Urban was obviously incredibly impressed. If you heard him speak at his press conference, it was pretty impressive. I wonder if Josh McDaniel was doing the same thing with them. Like, I'm reading it. How are you? Howie, I heard you were an accountant. <laughs> now you're, now you're, is that, like, I wonder if Josh McDaniels is doing all of that. Now, that Texans gig, I think it's going to be tough to find a head coach. Eagles, I guess they found their, their person, Josh McDaniels. Yeah. I think there's a couple NFL places where somebody will be the head coach because you get to be a head coach in the NFL. Like, that's a pretty mm-hmm. fucking big deal. But I think it's going to be hard to kind of get people in there. What, are you talking Houston? Is that the toughest pot, spot you think to get the, a coach in there? I think Houston or Philly. I, th- I think those two are – and it's quarterback. It's all around a quarterback. I know you don't like to read, but there was a, a long Sports Illustrated piece on uh, Easterby and the owner in Houston. Did you read any of that? I saw the headline. I did not dive into it. But, boy, I guess Easterby. What's going on down there? Yeah, <laughs> scheming. It what's seems going like. on with Easterby down there? I, 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 this guy's got to come on the horn somewhere and get yeah. his side. Isn't he Easterby's got to get his side out somewhere. Isn't you know, this is like fucking Mexico Joe. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. Joe Donnelly. Joe Donnelly, yeah. Joe Donnelly Joe here Joe in Indiana was yeah. running for uh, Congress, I think, one of them. Yeah. Ah, not a politician. Anyways, this guy was running for something. And he was the incumbent. And he had no idea what was coming. He was getting attacked every other commercial. Every single other commercial was an attack ad on this guy. I didn't even know this guy existed until I was watching TV. And every commercial was like, listen to what fucking sleepy Joe Donnelly. (laughs) And they would read off a stat from something he did. And then the next one is, how about Mexico Joe on vacation in Acapulco when you're working this whole thing? And I was like, hey. Hey, somebody needs to get on Joe's side here and say, hey, I need mm-hmm. to fight back against this a little bit. feels like Easterby needs to figure out a way to get his story kind of out there. Yeah, he's suing SIA for defamation, I believe. Oh, from this story? I thought so. Oh, that's awesome. That's, that's how you incredible. get your side out. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly how you – would you read it, I guess? It's, uh, it's, it's slander lawsuit worthy, I guess. What was in there? Was it pretty deep? Yeah, it's, it was long. My brother sent it to me, and it took me a while before I could even respond back because I, you know, I had to read it in segments throughout the day. But, yeah, Easterby is such like a segments polarized Segments throughout the day? Diesel. It's long. Yeah, I mean, reading on your phone, yeah, throughout the day. I mean, I could have sat there and read it all in one time, but I, you know, I didn't. How many so, scrolls are we talking? A lot. You know, when you start scrolling, you, try to, you look to the right to see how much longer, and you see, like, well, this isn't ending anytime soon. That's when you take a break and come back later. Man, there's no chance I would have read that. I'm thankful that you did. What was in there? Yeah, like a lot of stuff, like Easterby's not quoted really, but his like his lawyer is quoted, and they 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 claim that Easterby has called certain players in the team to try to say good things about him if if asked publicly, like all of these things. Then Easterby's lawyer de- kind of denies that in the article. Like it's so weird, man. Like Easterby absolutely has to sit down and do like a long form interview. I think. Yeah, I would say. I would, uh... 
I read it, Pat. The guy's snake oil through and through. Oh, okay. He's going to oh, sue us. He's going to sue us. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. He's going to sue us. Yeah, allegedly. Okay. Allegedly. Please, Nick. Nick, you read it? When did you read it? I thought you were painting all weekend. No, you, no, you sent it to me like a week ago, and you're like, hey, read this. So I did, and he. <laughs> hey, look at you. I knew about this story. Yeah, that's how I knew about it, because I, I probably opened it, by the way. Uh-huh. Did a scroll, saw what you saw on the side, was like, fuck that. It was a long one. Yeah, okay, thank you, by the but way. But it was all about his come up in New England, how he was the team chaplain, and how he parlayed that to get to Houston, and then he parlayed that into becoming somehow having a say in personnel. Mm-hmm. It's it's a wild ride. God bless you, and give me a fucking raise. <laughs> I like that. Good for him, man. It's weird. They talk about he and Cal McNair, like, praying in his office. Oh, oh. so it's a... Oh, oh my God, it is. Wow, I didn't know that. That's probably why lawsuits are coming. Because people are probably saying there's a chance that he's potentially brain, uh, <laughs> brainwashed. <that way>. Really? <laughs> Allegedly. That's what you I mean, if he's his pastor, he's become his pastor. In his ear. Yeah. <laughs> you see stories like this happen. Personal chaplain. Uh-huh. Especially if, he, if you're waking up praying. What? Receiving the word during the day. What? <laughs> <laughs> Before you eat dinner? What? what? Before you go to bed? What? Why are you taking a shit? What? Taking a moment to yourself? What? Praying to who? What? How? What? Why? What? When? What? This guy what? from New England what? comes into my house. What? He gets on his knees in front of me. What? Says, pray with me. What? You got it, pal. What? Who should we cut? What? DeAndre Hopkins? What? Get him the fuck out of here. What? Deshaun Watson? What? He stinks. What? Who should we talk to? What? The Lord. What? God. What? The Son of Jesus. What? Who is Tim Tebow? (laughs) Enough. That went too far. We are not trying to slander here at all. But what we're saying is that's a wild thing to hear about. And I guess I should have read it so I could have an accurate take on the entire situation. I mean, is there any way we can make the information a little more concise? Because I I like reading. I don't want to read a 55-page report. Mm -hmm. video. Nick, how many scrolls on this thing, if you had to guess? Maybe 20. Holy shit. Laptop scrolls or phone scrolls? Laptop scrolls. Holy shit. Oh, my God. That's like 50 to 60. Like like Dead Sea scrolls. Like we're talking way in there. Really? Good God. Oh, my God. That's a lot of time. Who wrote that? Somebody wanted it. Someone at SI. Man, it's crazy. Listen, guys, if I ever hire a pastor, make sure we're breaking up the conversation. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So it's not all day, every day. Mm -hmm. I I I think we'd be all right. Feaster Beast, the pastor, though. <laughs> What's that? There's, oh, fuck. What oh, if we're yeah. getting sued? Here's some law. According to three sources, Easterby told multiple people inside the building that he had sued or planned to sue SI for defamation and had therefore been provided with a list of identifying all sources for that story. That is untrue. SI has not been notified of any lawsuit nor disclosed the identity of any of its sources. Multiple people who have worked with Easterby also say that he has told people in both Houston and New England, including the McNairs, that the Kraft family, which owns the Patriots, is behind the negative <laughs> press about him. Some of these people also say he has spread a story that the crafts are investors in SI or had directly funded Sports Illustrated's reporting. That is also untrue. <laughs> SI has no financial relationship with the crafts or any of their business ventures, including the Patriots. The crafts declined SI's interview request for the story. Easterby denies telling colleagues that the Kraft family has an ownership stake in SI <laughs> and McNair says he does not believe SI is funded by the Kraft family. Okay. Easter. Everybody's got something that they've been told by somebody somewhere somehow that isn't true at all. 
I mean, that's a wild take right there. I spun a hell of a web, though. I mean, <laughs> wow. How, how can we interview Easter B, AJ? How, how do we get Easter B on this one? I mean, if he wants like a, an open platform where he can actually yes. speak and have as much time as he wants, this is the place to be. I got yeah. questions about some other shit, too, you know? A lot mm-hmm. of questions. Uh-huh. We can start from Father, Son, Holy Spirit, whole thing, mm-hmm. chaplain into where you're at now. I got, I got a lot. Let's tell the story, Easter B. Let's tell the story. Because if not, all the stories that are being told, not good. No, uh-huh. not great. Not good. They hate him down there. Yeah. Man. Jesus. I need to ask him what God thought about question. Billy O. I got a question. <laughs> what was that? Because I assume a lot of people have this question, just not me who's listening to this conversation. In the hierarchy of the religion. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you got Pope. Yeah. Probably God and Jesus, probably above the Pope. Where does yeah. the chaplain fall? Oh, a chaplain's below priest, right? And pastor? Uh, believe so. Chaplain's like your friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your pal. Like, like a sponsor. Do you speak through a window to him? No, no, no. It's priest, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's priest. It's confessions. I'm not 100% sure either. Although I would guess that some team chaplains are... Pastors. Yeah, or priests. No, I don't think so. They, well, they're there the whole time, aren't they? I think... Pa- I, I, we had a chaplain. He's a pastor, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure there's any priests that are chaplains. Chaplains are normally, what, representatives of God in your particular friend group? I think pastor, yeah. pastors can fornicate. Well, yes. yeah. Yeah. Yes. So that's that why... Sense, and reverence. Right? That's why the... The hierarchy there mm-hmm. is the rules about what you can do ah. versus you can't do because you are a representative of the Lord. Some of them got to be wrong, I'd assume. But the chaplain, was he a pastor? He's probably a pastor probably a pastor. Before. Yeah, I would assume. Who is your ch- chaplain is traditionally a cleric or a lay representative of a religious tradition attached to a secular institution such as a hospital, prison, military unit, intelligence agency, embassy, school, labor union, business, police department, fire department, university, sports club, or private chapel. So we could technically potentially have a chaplain for this office. Oh, yeah. We need one of them. You guys need Jesus bad. Bring Easterby in. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get him in here. I think it'd be cool to have a chaplain here. How was the chaplain at Green Bay? Well, it's good when, uh, you know, Big Mike is a Catholic guy, so we had a Catholic priest as well as, like, a, a chaplain slash pastor. Yeah, I always have. We had a, uh, I believe we had chaplain, pastor, and priest, three representatives of the Lord. Damn. Three amigos. Yeah. I had questions. The one guy's name was Eric. He was very nice. He was the uh, chaplain, I believe. He's a pastor at a church. And he was so cool. He was so, boy, I peppered him with questions, though. I mean, it was always a good time when I had questions about what was going on. I understand that there's things that have happened here, but I got questions on how. Always incredibly patient, had great answers. He was very good at what he did for a living. If we were to ever hire a pastor, it would have to be like that, because I would assume that person's going to take question bombs all day mm-hmm. from this particular toxic yeah. group of people here. What do the Mormons say on the cults that we're listening to these people? Well, see, that's the interesting thing is because, you know, I'm not getting into it. Oh, I'm not getting into it. I'm not getting into it. I'm not getting into it. AJ, God bless you, dude. Peace be with God you. bless you. I'm. I'm kind of technically a pastor. I've I've officiated a few weddings, so. Oh, oh, oh. I, I'm an, uh, a minister, a minister, right? It's a minister. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is. You I made it, and then I got geez, it. You may be a chaplain. I got an email. I got an, ordained, an email that says I can do it. You're an ordained minister. Yeah, I'm a minister. Yeah. That's low, low, right? Minister's the lowest. Uh, what was that uh, institution again that ordained you? Oh, my God. What's that? Fuck, I can find it. Do you remember? Uh, wasn't something like universal 
Life Love Universal Church. Life Ministries. Yeah, yeah. There, there it is. Oh, I'll alumni. Yeah. I'm a, <laughs> you know, I are a brother in Universal Life Church. I have a card. I have a card. I'm a card carrying member. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, me too. Me and you both, man. Me and you both. May, may the Lord be with you, Paul. Hey, God bless you, Paul. No, God bless you. <laughs> no, God, God bless you. Hey, listen, when I pray every morning, every night, I pray that I can say, God bless you to people that deserve it. And God damn it, you deserve it over there, AJ. God bless you, bro. Amen. Hell yeah. God bless you. Where do I, do I need to send money in now so you can buy a private jet? We are collecting. <laughs> we are collecting. So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. Okay, FanDuel Sportsbook is available in uh, seven states, I believe, at this point. Uh, six, seven, eight. You get it. If you're not gambling with FanDuel Sportsbook, though, you're completely wrong. And if we're not in your state yet, we are coming to your state. We have better odds. We have a much easier to use app. The convenience is next level. The people at FanDuel actually refund people when they shouldn't refund people, giving back hundreds of millions and millions of dollars to their users. Users, FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sportsbook going for a lot of reasons, most of them what I just said. Uh, we are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel, obviously. You know, uh, there was a little bit of a miscommunication last week between myself and FanDuel. We worked that out. That's kind of how things operate whenever you're in a business relationship with each other. But even if we weren't in a business relationship with FanDuel, it'd be hard to say that we wouldn't use the FanDuel Sportsbook app. There are so many different ways to win. There's more things to bet on. Their boosts seem to always hit, which is just fucking themselves over time and time again. Uh, we love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook, and you will too. If you haven't used it yet, use it now. Also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel. Shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. AJ Hawk, um, let's talk about that Cleveland Browns uh, touchdown touchback, shall we? Get your idea on it. I, I, I understand why people are angry, but it's just one of those things where I've always like, yeah, the rules is the rules. Like, the rules have always been that way. Now, I have never been anywhere near scoring a touchdown, okay, and had it completely ruined and yanked out of my hands and my team's hands half an inch away uh, and completely changing the entire game there. I mean, just completely changing a a red zone turnover like the 101-yard touchdown return that happened. It's just... Those are big-time plays. And I think people are fed up with this particular situation happening. But I believe the NFL is going to steadfast with, hey, we, this is just the way the rules are. Don't do it. AJ, how do you feel about this entire thing? I mean, the rule does seem to, I guess, penalize offensive guys for going for the touchdown, which I don't know. Does that help even out some of the, the rules that, you know, the defense isn't allowed to touch the offense really much oh. anymore? But I do think this rule is dumb. I do think yeah. it should change. But I don't know what it should change to. Like, what should the penalty be? Well, everybody just says you should. There's no no penalty. You just get it back to the the spot, obviously, of where you fumbled. Or it, it, there's been people that are like, well, you should have to recover it or whatever. Well, that's just a fumble. Then that's just a natural fumble. It's not the same situation that happens over and over and over again. I don't know. I just for me, for instance. I could see how a sports book could potentially refund people 
that this happened to them because it is just like a, nobody really likes it, right? Like for me, I'm not even like a big proponent of we need to change the rule. Like I'm not coming out and saying that. Yeah. I just every time it happens, it's like oh, that's one of those rules that's just like not the most fun one. But there's other things that happen in football, you know, that I, I just think are much more prevalent than that rule. But whenever it happens, boy, everybody hates it. You know what I mean? And it happens what like almost quarterly of the season. It feels mm-hmm. like oh, yeah. at this point, I believe I saw it. It happened three times last year, three times the year before, but eight times this year I thought I saw it. Could be wrong. I think guys are getting faster. You're going to see a lot of that. And also, high contact right down there near the end zone. It's not easy to get in, dude. Uh-huh. You think the Browns got screwed, AJ? Fucking, if that rule didn't exist, which everybody hates, the Browns probably win that game. Yeah, they'd had a better chance to win. But how about Sorensen? Like, nobody's talking about the play Sorensen made. That was a hell of a play. And they're, going to, they're saying, oh, it was helmet to helmet. You should have got a uh, helmet to helmet penalty. First off, I don't think there should be like targeting or helmet to helmet calls when you're on the goal line. Like I think those are impossible to avoid. CT doesn't not- exist down here. Okay, <laughs> it, does, it doesn't. Away. And that was a, an unbelievable play by Sorensen that nobody's talking about because they're just talking about the rule. And by the way, the helmet to helmet it wasn't like the most clear helmet to helmet. It was a hell of a fucking play. It was a big time shot. They're both crouching down obviously that's how it goes so it's gonna be hard to get your head into a position where it's not what especially whenever you're down that low but what a fucking play you know and normally when this i would assume there would be a lot more than eight this year if the ball you know because normally the ball crosses the plane and then it happens and it's like well across the plane that one's so close so heartbreaking i bet for the browns fans but a hell of a play on defense side how about tyron matthew he could have had two last night had one pick that defense last year in the playoffs started making plays for him did that happen last night? Did that start again? Is this the same chief squad that we saw last year in the playoffs that knew when they had to make a play? Chad fucking Henney mm-hmm. made it, and their defense could be uh, opportunistic out there. Yeah, their defense definitely – they're going to be tested against Josh Allen and the Bills, but have you got any kind of follow-up? I know you guys read off about a tweet about a nerve situation with Patrick Mahomes. I read on somewhere that they said he was in the concussion protocol this morning. They said that. Do we know anything? Andy Reid uh, gave an – Carrington Harrison, our guy, oh, got yeah. an inside source, told oh, yeah. him that. It wasn't, wasn't actually ahead at all. It was a, a nerve thing, which scary nonetheless, but that would mean if it wasn't a concussion, then you would think he wouldn't have to go into the concussion protocol. But then Andy Reid had his Zoom call today, and he talked about how Patrick is in – the protocol basically and now the protocol calls for an independent party to decide whether or not the person's good or not i mean there's a lot of drama around it right now but i will be intrigued to see what happened to him like was it because it looked weird you know what i mean it it looked very weird and then whenever he got up it looked ugly it was very sad so i'm excited to hear what kind of happened out there and who was the guy tackling him Mac wilson Mac wilson came out and was like whoa 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 people call me saying it's a dirty hit that ain't me at all that ain't like me at all well, I, I remember when I was watching the replay, I'm trying to see, like, where he took, like, where the concussion could happen to the – Mac Wilson's arm, like, chopped at his neck, kind yeah. of bringing him down so I could understand if there was a nerve thing. But then the front of his head, as you see here, his forehead hit the grass. I guess that could have caused it because those are brutal when your head, whether the back or the front, hits, like, any kind of hard surface like that. It sucks. I'll tell you what. I caught somebody in a guillotine mm-hmm. in college. Ooh. You know what I mean? If you cut off a Ferrari. Yep. That's right. That can knock you out, you know, like mm-hmm. like a light or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it makes you wooble, though, afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I did think there was a chance because his hand was under his helmet above his pads. It was, by the way, probably should have been a 15-yarder. Nobody's talking about them not yeah. getting that call. Mm-hmm. But it felt like that was potential. Not on purpose. I'm not saying he did it on purpose, but that's a tackle above the header. I mean, that's a pretty – I thought maybe he choked them out or something or something. Like, but a nerve would make sense because every time they showed the replay, um, Reed has asked – by 
by Nate Taylor. Shout out Nate Taylor for the question here, Shout being reported Nate. by Lindsey Jones of The Athletic about Mahomes' toe. Said he thinks Mahomes will be all right on that front. I, By the way, I've broken a toe here in the last year. Oh, yeah. It is a pain in the ass. It is very annoying. I would assume they have certain things that you can go ahead and and make that disappear mm-hmm. for a bit, but it's going to hurt like hell on the other side. And then Reed sidestepped a question on if Mahomes is formally diagnosed with a concussion. Said that because Mahomes is staggering, he is required to go into the concussion mm-hmm. protocols. Hmm. Oh, so if he didn't get an actual concussion, though, then he'll be able to pass all those tests like he did last night. He'll wow. be out of the concussion protocol soon. So we should know probably tomorrow if he was in the concussion protocol. Right? When we were checking back here also, apparently a spinal cord concussion is a real thing. Spike, that, Nick, oh. was that what you were talking about whenever you are talking about Sidney Crosby? Yeah, so similar thing happened to Sidney Crosby a couple years ago. Uh, uh, just real quick before you go any further. Greatest hockey player to ever play hockey. Go, go ahead. Uh, people say. <laughs> And he had to miss the season half, and they determined that it was actually swelling from the C1 and C2 joint in the neck, a soft tissue neck injury that causes concussion-like symptoms. I don't know what any of that means. Sounds scary. So it's not a concussion, but it gives you the same symptoms of a concussion? Similar symptoms and neurological issues as well, so that would explain why he was a little bit wobbly. So it is a concussion. And if he has the same neurological thing, will that affect the, the test moving forward, the baseline tests and everything mm-hmm. like that? That's what's so hard to tell. That's why people, they couldn't find out what was wrong with Sid. He was out for a season and a half because they thought it was a concussion, kept trying to treat it like it was a concussion. Turns out it was a neck injury. So you want to say too. Also, Sidney Crosby potentially saved Patrick Mahomes because they're going to be like, oh, this happened to the greatest oh. hockey player of all time. You should check this out. He'll good, be fine. Yeah. yeah. But, good, good spin. No, that's, that, acts, that makes it much more scary, I think, because – as you said, or as Nick said, Sidney Crosby missed a season and a half with this. Like, we, people don't want Patrick Mahomes to miss one know. week. They, they didn't know what it was. It was, it was brand new in the medical yeah. world. They mistreated it. Yeah, the so what, they said, hey, if we would have known, I would have been back on the ice 18 months ago. Yeah. Yeah, six days later, maybe. Pull <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> me in. Let's Pat. hope. I'm, oh, man, that's a tough look for AJ. They're frozen. Just with your eyes oh, no. Jeez, look at him. Penn's almost got sold to Kansas City, so they'll definitely – Kansas City's aware of the situation. What's that, pal? Depends in the Kansas City have ties, so they know what happened to Crosby. Too, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, it's just, it's that was a very scary thing to see Patrick Mahomes yeah. like that because you saw his guy try to hold him, and then whenever he wobbled like that, you saw him look around. Like, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. no, like our guy. Like, where am I? Good thing. Hey, that's why you pay a good backup quarterback. That's, that's right. right. That's why you got to have a good backup quarterback, AJ. I know, and I thought on Henny's long run, I thought they can they challenge the spot, whatever it looked. I know his elbow was down, but I felt like that was pretty close. I think me and you both, by the way. And I know that the um uh was it Jim and Tony? Yeah. 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 Jim and Tony, it was, by the way, because he oh. was very fooled by Chad Henny and then yeah, going man. for it. We're down good for shout out to Tony getting surprised out there. Didn't think that was possible. No. Uh-uh. But it was a it was a good piece of television there. They were talking as if the spot was right. I thought after they showed the replay, I was I had even more questions. They're like, Well, you see his arms down there. It's like, Yeah, but I mean, which mm-hmm. what are we looking at here? And that was the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think we oh, should have yeah. potentially taken a look at that. A lot of interesting stuff last night. Um, let's go to uh Bill's Ravens game. What were your thoughts on that? Terrible kicking conditions. Bass misses one. Tuck missed two somehow. That never happens. People are asking if it was our fault for asking him questions about why he never misses. I'm going to let you know. Whoa. That is not our fault, okay? No, no, no. That was God himself <sighs> all over that stadium. What are you expecting out of him? Also, a 101-yard pick six. I mean, that game was rather interesting there. The Buck, or the Bills seem to be hot at the right time, though. Yeah, they. I to, I, like we've talked about on the show for – a month like the bills have something going on they have something special they've created there and 
hey, they're going to have a hell of a test with the Chiefs. It'll be a lot easier without Pat Mahomes. We'll see what what his status is like. But yeah, that you can't. You have a hundred and one yard pick six. Like that's a tough hurdle to overcome. I'd be so tired, by the way, man. <laughs> if I'm on, I thought about this. I'd get tackled at the one, so that the offense had to go out there, defense had to go mm-hmm. out there. Oh yeah, I can go to the sideline at least get a. You know what I mean? Oh, then there's a timeout. There's an extra point. There's a timeout. There's a kickoff. Then we're back out there. Because whenever you do that, okay, extra point, kickoff, you're right back out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? That is – I mean, maybe we should be playing a little bit more chess as opposed to just checkers at the mm-hmm. moment. But a 101-yard pick six in a divisional round is something you probably want on the mantle there for a little yeah, bit. Grab a bonus, I can understand both. Probably. Yeah. He deserves it. In fact, he survived that thing. It's awesome. Uh, Buck Saints, your thoughts on that entire game? Drew Brees allegedly retiring, says Jay Glazer. What did Jay Glazer say? Uh, listen, Drew is going to retire after this game, I think. But I don't know. But I think he – Drew Dunn. <laughs> that was good. He adds, he adds new people to his arsenal daily. <laughs> Jay Glazer's been around. He doesn't get brought out much because <laughs> yeah. we are Jay Glazer fans or whatever. But he did just drop that. He said uh, today will be the last game or whatever because if they won, they had, had to go to Lambeau. But then he followed up with it on back end of it and was like, oh, our next week's going to be his last game or whatever. He's going he's gonna to retire, basically. He confirmed it. So what do you think? What are your thoughts on that whole thing? Tom Brady playing catch with Drew Brees' kids, all that. What are your thoughts on the entire game? Yeah, that was a cool video to see, obviously, uh, watching Tom throw a nice touchdown to one of Drew's kids. But, uh, yeah, the game, I guess I, the, the good thing is at least all I picked all the winners I know. I think the only thing I missed on was the over, the Chiefs. Who knew Pat Mahomes would get hurt? If he didn't get hurt, they would have hit, hit the uh, the 10-point spread, and I would have been undefeated on all my picks. Oh, you – what'd you go, 3-1? and one? I mean, if you take the spread, yeah, but I picked all the winners. Yeah. Well, that's well, that's what we do. <laughs> Come on. It's yeah. betting is what we do. So you went 3-1? and one? I guess. Yeah, he did. Have to, he had the Bills outright too. Oh yeah! I won three and two on a weekend. I won three and two. So you're, you know, I lose more money for people. It's all right. It's a good game. It was fun. I think. It was I guess fun three game. and three really, if you had the Pats picks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Guino stuff. I had a much yeah, better the Pats. The Pats yeah. beat the Capitals and then yeah. those Crosby two. How do you think, uh, three. How do you think the Bucks going to be yesterday? Oh, seven and three. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's talking about that. Man. Anyway, sorry about that. 3 1 is very fucking mm-hmm. impressive, though. What do you think is going to happen this weekend? Early early thoughts on the game. You think Tampa Bay Q Gronkineers travel into Lambeau and do the unthinkable, topple the incredibly hot offense of the Green Bay Packers? Or do you think maybe the Buffalo Bills can knock off the Kansas City Chiefs over there in Arrowhead Stadium? What are your thoughts? Well, when you, you talk about Packers, Bucks, I mean, obviously this is going to be an awesome game. Everyone's excited for it. And it, there's no, I mean, there's there's no easy way, obviously, to beat the Packers. If Aaron's rolling like he is, if they're running the ball, they almost rush for 200 yards on the, the league's best defense, supposedly. Like, how do you stop them? You got to hope they have some kind of weird off day. You have to force a few turnovers. And if you're Tampa Bay, you have to be perfect on offense by just you can't commit turnovers, can't fumble, can't throw a pick. And and then if you're on defense for the Bucks. Find a way to get off the field on third down because Aaron and the Packers' offense is unbelievable on third down. And every, it seems like every time they just make it look too easy, too. That's what makes them look like they're so difficult to beat. Did you see him not wear his long johns? That's when I knew. Oh. I was like, oh, this dude doesn't even think it's cold outside right now. There's gloves and full body suits <laughs> on the other side. And he doesn't. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. But for the, the Bills' Chiefs, you think Chiefs lose? 
I mean, it all depends on Mahomes. I think if Mahomes is in, I think there's a oh, good Chad chance. Win. You think Chad Henney stinks? No, I actually like Chad Henney. I think I'm. I feel much more confident with Chad Henney there compared to like a two or three year guy that we've never really seen play. So I think Chad Henney can definitely be successful. I just don't know if you can keep up with the Bills' offense. How can they afford Chad Henney a backup quarterback with everybody else that they paid? You know what I mean? Makes no sense. Normally, the backup quarterback is where they sacrifice some cash at yeah. because they have to pay somebody else. You got thirty-five-year-old Chad Henney out there balling, mm-hmm. just absolutely crushed. And, and by the way, that's one of those things that if the Browns beat him last night, everybody's like happy for the Browns. But that was without Patrick Mahomes and all that. And still, it, but still, the Chiefs have this thing where they're going to go win the game, and it trickles all the way through the backup quarterback is a thirty-five-year-old man who I didn't even know was still in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, that was awesome to watch. Yeah. He was a buzzsaw, dude. Yeah. He was slinging that thing and, and just getting dropped into the game that late, too. When it's that cold, I mean, that's not an easy thing to do. Rolling out to his right, throwing a dime on fourth and one to go to the Super Bowl or go to the championship. I mean, that's that's a big-time play on Chad Henney. That's a gigantic – I mean, I don't know. But the biggest play of his NFL career, for sure, keeps the Chiefs' uh, Super Bowl hopes alive, but – it was a funny sequence listening to Tony talk. Well, look at their body language. Look, they're not running to play. There's nothing going on. And I was like, <laughs> I'm watching. Like, I don't know, man. This, I, I didn't know either way. I wasn't going to declare like I knew. But <laughs> yeah. I, then you see Tyreek Hill with his little little inside jab, and I'm like, oh, there it is. It's over. And, and Henny, like Henny though, to his credit, he made it, it looks easy. But in the think about yourself in those circumstances, how tough that throw actually is. Yeah, because you're thrown to an actual cheetah too. Mm. It's like one time me and Zito. We had a completion on a plane that was going 890 miles an hour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People thought it couldn't be done. We had it. That's what's happening in real life with Chad Henney on fourth and one with the play. Basically, your entire season on the line makes a play. <laughs> I thought Chad Henney retired long ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. Long ago. Actually, while I was doing a video, I was thinking about posting it. It said, I thought it was a different Henny. <laughs> There's no way this is Chad fucking Henny. Younger dude. brother. Yeah. This was before he made that big play. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was a cousin. Chucky Henny. I thought it was a different fucking Henny. Yeah. Chad Henny, same guy. Still 35 sweet. years old. Fucking getting the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, potentially. Beast. That's unbelievable, dude. What's up with the Bills? They're donating money to Lamar? Yeah. yeah. Like 150000 I think, uh, was mentioned earlier. Like, hey, big shout out. You know, you guys... That pick six got us another round. Appreciate it. We've been waiting for this for a long time, dude. There are some people at the uh, airport, too, asking for autographs. Ravens and Bills fans for Lamar. Similar to when they donated to Dalton when he got him in the playoffs or whatever. Oh, that's very nice of the Bills Mafia, dude. Good people. They deserve it, man. What is there, 6,700 of them? How many of them were in the stands? Uh, Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Same as the Packers. Hold on. There was uh, Kansas City had a bunch, right? Yeah, Kansas City was packed. They were packed. They were packed, packed. Yeah, that was like 75,000. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. That's real home field. By the way, Aaron with the crowd yeah. was even doing a little like, hey, that had to. it has to feel so good for some of those teams, like a little boost. Okay, we got some actual fans in here. Wait until the Super Bowl Ooh. when they got, uh, you know, the uh, the the front, front line first responders vaccinated oh, yeah. mm-hmm. crowd. Those motherfuckers are going to be going ham in there. Oh, yeah. Well, that's ham what all those Packers players said that like 6,000 felt like 90,000. So imagine in Kansas City, you know, 35, I'm sure feels like 500,000. Let's go, dude. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Dan Campbell, head coach of Detroit Lions. Yeah, look out. <laughs> Chop him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Motor City Dan, AJ. Dude, they, they don't have a GM yet, right? Uh, yeah, they do. Brad Holmes got him or from the Rams. Yeah, he's the director of college scouting from the Rams. By the way, Rams is the director of college scouting, defense coordinator. Sean McVay wants quarterback out of there. Uh oh. 
Oh, no. Bring in the wolf. Is McVeigh going to get to do Monday Night Football? Whoa. Oh. That was a rumor last year, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. But they wanted him. They like they legit wanted him. That's I mean, still, if you're McVeigh, it's, it's nice to know that's there. Hey, it's yeah. there. And by the way, you can do that for how many? Five, ten years and go get another head coaching job that has a much better ca- uh, salary cap situation. Yeah. Whatever you could possibly need. Mm-hmm. Let me just go be loved by the fans of football for a couple, you know, years or whatever. I'm going to talk really fast, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> he's, he's the perfect guy for television. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super knowledgeable, super successful. Obviously, very handsome dude, and he's entertaining. I mean, he's perfect for, and he has to know it though. He's Gruden. Mm-hmm. He is Gruden. He's he young sounds Gruden. like Gruden. He's like an attractive Gruden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good for him, dude. He'd fucking crush in there. How? how why, they got to go get him. No, no, no. They're they're gonna let. Obviously, they'll be fine. Yeah. Is Lewis Riddick getting any GM jobs? No. Not that I've not that he's gotten yet. Why do they make those hirings? GMs just happen randomly. They they kind of go Most quietly are, in the night. A lot of them are filled, right? Yeah, just the last two, Eagles and Texans, are the only two, right? GMs, Texans, Jaguars, Jaguars Casario, Casario. Casario. Have yeah. the Panthers hired one? Yeah, I did they so. get? Let me make sure. Did Those are, that's a whole list of I don't know who the fuck you are. Yeah, so no clue. Probably be pretty good. Though. Yeah, Scott Fitterers. Oh yeah. Are you gonna go coach down in Jacksonville, dude? Nope i I would not. That's not my thing, and I did not get offered uh, any kind of position either from Urban. So wow, that's breaking news right there. Jeez, shame. Yeah, thought for sure he'd probably try to give me my first NFL experience. Maybe D coordinator. That'd be sweet. I mean, Schlegs in the in the weight room. Yeah, (laughs) come get all the Buckeye heroes. General Bob Team Chaplin. Oh (laughs) yes, (laughs) that'd be amazing. (laughs) Can't thank enough for joining us. Hey, we got some big shows this week. Championship week. Let's go. Let's Hell tighten yeah. up. Tighten up. Aaron Rodgers Tuesday is tomorrow. Be a friend. Tell a friend. If you didn't like the show, just act like it never happened. If you did like this show, please inform somebody that you know and say, hey, Pat McAfee Show 2.0, not a bad show. Not a bad show. We'd be very thankful, very grateful, and we will hopefully continue to put out quality content. Not great every time, but not terrible every time either. Let's just keep building this thing. We appreciate the hell out of you. Ty Schmidt, please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Monday night.